0: Welcome to the Hall of Heroes podcast with your hosts, Jared Bachman Stubbs and Spencer Simpson.
1: I am Vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman. Hey guys, you ever seen that really old movie? Ah, uh, Empire Strikes Back? Jesus, Tony, how old is this guy? I don't know, I didn't carbon date him, he's on the young side. Uh. Fuck that man. You ever tried shawarma? Huh. There's a shawarma joint about two blocks from here. I don't know what it is, but I want to try it. Low-po. Oh, it's on! <laughs> Let the good times roll! Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Hall of Heroes podcast. I'm your host, Jared Bachman Stubbs, and joining me are my co-hosts with the co-most, Travis Grossman and Spencer Simpson. How do you do? He's so close to having it right on cue. Uh, we have a very thick episode for you guys this week. Two weeks worth of news, baby. And we are gonna it's, try to lightning round as much of this as possible for you. Uh, so with that, we're gonna get right into things. Spencer, how was your week, buddy?
0: My week was, um, pretty solid. I spent the weekend at Fort Ligonier Days as a reenactor with my Highlander unit. And it was a fabulous weekend. Um, whether or not you knew, there's a 5K that they do. Um, on Sunday of Fort Ligonier days and they usually pay someone 25 bucks to fire a musket to start the race and I was asked to do that since I worked there over the summer but I also didn't know that they usually pay two people to do that so I started the race and walked away with 50 bucks which was pretty awesome but it came at a price because I got a really bad head cold that I'm still kind of getting over so if you hear stifled coughs in the background it's me don't worry I'm still here I'm still alive. So, um, doing well, ready for this episode. Travis, how was your week?
2: Uh, it was, it was pretty all right. It was a big, uh, big, uh, content consumption weekend for me. Oh, um, yeah? My Hero Academia, one of my favorite anime started back up this weekend. Um, and then on Netflix, they re- released El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie. Which, like, Breaking Bad my, is probably my favorite live action television series of all time. Like, it's definitely up there. And uh, I was really excited because Jesse's my favorite character to get a whole movie around what happens to him post the ending of Breaking Bad. And I don't think it's a spoiler to say that I absolutely loved it. And if you watched Breaking Bad, you should probably watch El Camino. If you didn't watch Breaking Bad, watch
1: Breaking Bad. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then you'll want to watch El Camino. Yeah, immediately afterwards. yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: It's it's just like a two-hour episode of Breaking Bad.
1: That's what I've been hearing is that it's essentially like a really nice epilogue. Yeah, finally, it it
2: feels it like I said, it literally feels just like a lengthened episode of Breaking Bad. It's really good. Um, yeah, that's about it. Jared, how was your
1: week? Awesome, had a lot of fun uh, doing do back discussion yesterday. At the time of this recording. Uh, got to sit down with Chris and Dan of Broaxium for our Attack of the Clones audio commentary. Uh, yeah, we did. Which was a lot of fun. Travis was uh, fucking gone during the Battle of Geonosis. Um, <laughs> I hit that point where, it, like, I wasn't necessarily gone-gone, but I
2: was, like, tired, and it was an effort to keep my body up. <laughs> And I couldn't, because of the length of the cord for these headphones, I couldn't, like, get myself up against the couch to keep myself up. So I ended up just, like, I I switched mics mid-recording so that I could have the free-moving arm to then lay down on the couch and have the mic right next to me.
1: It was a sight to behold, but we had a lot of fun with it. Uh, Last night, uh, Travis, after completely sobering up... um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, so Sober as a judge So we're watching um, Kid Gorgeous Yeah
2: By John Mulaney it's Yeah the
1: kid Yeah one of his Best stand up specials They're all his, amazing His
2: newest one Yeah the most recent one. Or he's in Radio City Music Hall And he's telling the opening bit About uh, ghosts And In the middle of this I kind of Hey Jared Do you believe in ghosts? And he replies
1: yes and i and i said good that's not how you said it how I, did i say you, it? I, you were like hey jared you believe in ghosts kind of aggressively and i was like mm, yeah but you were like good <laughs> and i was like what that was so fucking ominous why would you say it like that what why good are you about to like apparate through my fucking wall now what Maybe. the hell you don't know Travis has been like uh, Bruce Willis in The Sixth Sense this whole time. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, uh, with that, I oh, also got to see Spencer during his reenactments, uh, reenactment stuff, looking good as always. Got to hang out with him and Joel for a little bit up at the fort. It was Which a was great awesome. time. With that, we are going to get right into the news here, guys. Uh, with Jared Leto uh, not feeling so great in the wake of Walking Phoenix's Joker. Uh when audiences got this from Collider, Matt Goldberg, uh when audiences got to see Jared Leto's take on the Joker and Suicide Squad, they were less than enthused. Leto had reportedly gone, quote, method for the role and was doing all his weird ass pranks that have been discussed at nauseum. Uh so it's it shouldn't come as a surprise to let that Leto uh was not exactly fond when he found out that he wasn't gonna be in the Joker movie. Like we had said here before, um whenever the talk of a solo Joker movie was being thrown around, it was, I don't know if it was intended or heavily implied that it was supposed to be Jared Leto at the helm of that. Um, before it became the, uh, Elseworld story that it is. Um, but yeah. And it's not like, uh, Joaquin is the easiest person to follow up after his performance. uh, uh, Leto said that he felt alienated and upset at being replaced for Joker for a one-off movie, and since he's nowhere to be seen uh, for Birds of Prey, uh, you know it looks like the reign of Jared Leto's Joker has come to an end, which is kind of bittersweet. Like you know, I understand we have a new Batman. We ha- we're essentially rebooting any attempt at a cinematic universe at this point, maybe. I like this take. I really wish he got a better shot at it. I also understand Warner Brothers maybe wanting to not deal with, like, the method nonsense with him anymore. Uh yeah. Especially with how— Because
0: it, it yeah. can be pretty obnoxious.
2: I definitely let the stuff I was hearing about what he he did behind closed doors affect how I thought of his performance. Right? Yeah. like That's <laughs> fair. Like, maybe if we got the most incredible Joker performance ever seen on screen, and granted, he didn't have enough time to really show that. Yeah. It'd be like, okay, maybe, maybe some of that was excusable, you know, for the craft. But, like, it was... I mean... I know, I know you're an apologist, but I am not. Not
1: even an apologist. I'll forgive... I'll forgive, like, wanting to be referred to as Joker or Mr. J on set, but, like... Sending like dead animals to Dead me. animals and mm-hmm. used condoms. That's fucking yeah, that's, weird. That's, yeah, like, that's, 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 that's beyond the pale. Um, I, like, I like his performance, like what we see of it, and I would have liked to have seen more of him. Um, but, you know, what happens, happens, and, you know, maybe he would have had a second shot in the deck if he, you know, wasn't acting all fucking crazy and shit. So, yeah, uh, depressing to hear from Leto, but uh, maybe next time he won't send people condoms on the set of Morbius because he's let's, not out of, uh, out of the comic book realm. Travis, you're up. <laughs> Lightning round, like I said. Wait, I'm up or Spencer's up. Or Spencer's up, rather.
0: Oh, I thought it was uh, Jared Travis Spencer. Uh, yeah,
1: I mean, I guess we'll
2: take the story. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. This, this one's even easier because there is no article. So. Yeah. You can just talk through what's there. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Reynolds posted to social media. Yesterday? Two days ago?
1: Uh, Yesterday, I believe it was, yeah. Uh, Of him standing in front of... Monday night, because this was going up on Friday. Uh,
2: Standing in Marvel Studios with the caption, audition for the role of Anthony Stark. Didn't didn't come even remotely close, but the nice man with the taser escorted me to the ground. (laughs) Basically, this is just his way of saying that him and Marvel are talking. We knew... Yeah. That Deadpool was going to join the MCU in some capacity and that they intended for it to be Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Whether or not, uh, like, everything's speculative right now. Oh,
1: of, of course. He, he's the easiest one to bring in. He's yeah. the easiest one to not right. have to recast. Not to recast.
2: And, like, even if you have to reboot the old the other two movies, like, you have to X those out, you can still make fun of the fact that you're doing that in a Deadpool movie.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, that's... A, yeah. Yeah. He can – like the movie can start with him going, all right, guys. Now, you remember how we had those other two movies where like the guy who played Thanos played Cable? Those don't count anymore.
0: Yeah. Like he can literally just It's the easiest movie to make a universe transition because it's already <laughs> so self-aware.
1: So I'm excited to have uh, Deadpool in the MCU. Um, I'm not one who's like holding out for like a Deadpool Spider-Man flick. Like I don't I'm not especially not with the current state of the deal. Exactly. I don't yeah. know. Like if there if we only have one more team up movie left, I don't want to waste it on Spider Pool. That said, I'd love to see them interact on screen. It'd be fun to see. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh for the next story, Jared. Yes. Did you intend for it to be what you typed? Because that is not the article that is posted. It's true. Because I like I was prepping for that story. Did I accidentally put the okay? Um, the one you have is about Shriek.
1: Okay, uh, talk about Shriek, and I'll find the article about uh the other the other part of that. So, uh, <laughs> so start with that, and then I'll have the other article because they was talking about that <laughs> elsewhere. You got a special? All right, yeah,
0: yeah, I'll take it. Um, so. Venom 2, Carnage gets company as Sony sequel adds second Marvel villain. This is coming from Deadline. So it looks like Carnage will have company in the upcoming Venom sequel as the villain. The, the Marvel comic book's character called Shriek has been incorporated into the plot of the Venom sequel. Um, so... Yeah, in the addition of Shriek is a logical choice considering the character's history in the pages of Marvel Comics as the sonic powered accomplice and romantic interest of serial killer uh, Cletus Cassidy, aka Carnage, There's the monstrous carnage.
1: arch enemy of Venom. There's gonna be carnage. That's another one we have to add to the soundboard. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> There's gonna be carnage. Yes.
0: So, um, Shriek first debuted. In um, Spider-Man Unlimited number one in 1993 as part of the Maximum Carnage saga and um, her character basis is the drug dealer named Francis Barrison who became the volatile shriek after severe trauma allowed her latent mutant powers to emerge so uh, these powers include sonic energy blasts flight and the ability to stir up dark and violent emotions in others so we have that to look forward to Uh, Jared, did you find the
1: article? Uh, Yes, I did. I added it right underneath that one. All right. Um,
0: You want me to do that or, Travis, do you want it? Uh, You can finish that one off, Spencer. Yeah, it doesn't particularly matter. So this is from IndieWire. Venom director confirms Tom Hardy franchise building to Spider-Man crossover. Uh, Tom Hardy and Tom Holland will be facing off on the big screen as Venom and Spider-Man, at least according to Venom director Ruben Fleischer. The filmmaker is currently making the press rounds in support of the new action comedy Zombieland Double Tap and confirmed to fandom that the plan for Hardy's Venom franchise from the beginning has been for it to build to a Spider-Man crossover movie. Um... So, the prospect of a Hardy Holland superhero crossover became more real following the Disney Sony split earlier this year. As we all know, uh, the two studios failed to come to an agreement for Spider-Man to stay in the MCU on a semi-permanent, you know, indefinite basis. And so, um, Spider-Man has been something that they have been trying to incorporate into the existing Venom franchise in order to make that transition a little uh better for Sony so um we can look forward to that from Sony's end we can uh, look forward to seeing uh Holland and hardy on screen together which should be interesting
1: yeah but- hopefully this goes through because like granted this director isn't involved um moving forward with the sequel because you know Andy circus is at the helm which right that that's what makes me slightly skeptical about this story is it like not even necessarily skeptical but like This has changed hands. We don't know, like, the true inner workings of the deal and what they might dictate for Tom Holland's use. Now, if they can somehow canonize the Venom stuff into the MCU, sure. Like, I'll take it. Like, it'd be interesting. I love the black suit stuff. Like, I like the dichotomy of what that does with Spidey's character.
2: I feel like they wouldn't
1: want to just,
2: like... I can see them doing a Venom storyline, but not yeah. based on the Tom Hardy Venom movie.
1: It, yeah, you're right. Like well, I said, I like I'm, I'm ha- I'd be happy to see him. And apparently, from everything I've heard, um, on Collider, I can't remember, I can't remember who was saying it, but apparently, the late John Schnepp, like, was told by the people involved with Venom that there was a scene with Tom Holland in Venom that Disney was like, please cut this. Like, Tom Holland was dead to rights in Venom. Until like the eleventh hour, so who knows? Wow. Like this could be the like this. They could just hell. They could recycle that deleted scene, yeah, and call it a day. Um, so anything could happen with that. Like I said, that was a very last minute thing, according to the late John Schnepp That happened, but you know, I'd take Schnepp's word for it. He's not the type to bullshit. Um, may he rest in peace. But yeah, I I mean, I'm game for it. You know, I'll take whatever Spider Man I can get. Um, it looks like they're trying to take their time and have Venom not accidentally be hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Here's hoping. Here's hoping. I don't want another accidental comedy with Venom. I want a for real comedy. <laughs> or some body horror like they advertised it. But um, Either way, just don't try to do both
0: at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, with that, we're gonna hop over to another big story. Big juicy one. Big juicy one that broke today as of recording this. Kevin Feige taking control as Marvel Chief Creative Officer. Woo-hoo. Uh, this is from comicbook.com. There's a major shift in power in the world of Marvel today. Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige is now taking up a much bigger role at the company, moving up from his current role with the live action movies. It was revealed on Tuesday that Feige has been promoted to chief creative officer over all Marvel, including TV, comics, and film. Under Feige's leave, the MCU has become the biggest franchise in all of entertainment, grossing more than $26 billion at the global box office over the past decade. That includes this year's Avengers Endgame, which became the highest grossing film in history and concluded the Infinity Saga that began with Iron Man back in 2008. Uh... Yeah, this is crazy. I don't think there's ever been a moment there. Like, there's not, I think there's never been a moment where um TV, film, and actual publishing have all been hit, helmed by the same person. And I'm kind of okay with the fact that it's Feige. I mean, for like, he definitely has earned it. Totally. Oh like, yeah. Like oh, totally. Yeah.
2: For sure, I think that if anyone can do it, it's him. I'm worried that I don't want him to get overworked. First of all, because yeah. like he's handling especially especially if he's going into also do Star Wars right yeah that's a lot
1: that, that is a lot
2: like it's so much on top of the fact that like something i've been very critical of marvel comics recently is trying to rework their books to be mcu like in the like rebooting to make things look and feel like MCU, and it's not just the the books. It's other Marvel media, like the games. Now, like any Marvel game you look at in the past five years, center around the Infinity Stones and more than likely Thanos.
1: That, that's fair. That's and fair.
2: like things like that, where the, like you can feel that they they know where their buying power is in terms of their properties, and they think they need to adjust their books to match their movies. And I think a more <laughs> Not more realistic, but like a better approach would be to keep your books, your books, and let that be. Let the the Marvel movies be your stepping stone. Where like maybe someone doesn't. Yeah, that's fair. Someone doesn't get into comics very much, but they'll sit down and watch an Iron Man movie, and like maybe one day they'll look at that and go, "Well, I want to learn more or about pick this." Pick up like a trade paperback. Yeah, or I want to learn more about this character. I want to learn more about what they like their past and what they're doing currently, and they'll take that step into books. Yeah. But how disheartening would it be if they pick up a book and it's identical and they just go, oh, well, I've seen this story already and they put it
1: back down. I would – I'm going to push back on that just a little bit. Okay. And say that I think that the comics have also been doing a lot of very different stuff that is like keeping the comic storyline going in a fresh direction like – now, granted, I'm super behind on like all the big, like main Marvel canon right now. I, I am
2: too. So like,
1: I'm 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 referencing like like I'm, maybe four ish years ago. I am up to Secret Empire. Okay. So like crazy evil Nazi cap taking over the planet. Right. Um. My my reference is like
2: Captain America: Civil War is slated to hit theaters, and what starts in the comics. Civil
1: War Two. Well, yeah. I mean, How yeah, convenient! Like that, that's what that's, that's the stuff I'm. That, that's fair. About. I also I also really enjoyed Civil War Two. I like the fact that Civil War Two flipped that whole storyline on its head. where now, you know, Tony is on the side of. I don't want to say that the SRA infringed on uh civil liberties because I don't feel that it did but um Tony's very like oh it's unethical to do this we have to you know not use this power where he's on on that opposing side um but you know stuff in secret empire like you know Tony's dead during secret empire like he's just a hologram he's an AI In Secret Empire and, like, Hank Pym and Ultron have fused into one being at that time. So, like, there's a lot of weird, different shit going on. And I think Feige is smart enough to recognize we need need one to blaze new ground that the other can use as source material. Yeah, and that's – again,
2: like, I think he deserves it and I think that he's the person that could handle this the best given his track record.
1: It, entirely.
2: And, like, it's its not even that mechanically. It's also the fact that it is, for sure, a labor of love as well. Oh, I'm sure. Like, he, he loves this material and everything he's doing with it. And so, like,
1: that's what makes it good. Exactly. Spencer, your thoughts on uh, this, their very fun development. Um, I'm personally very
0: hopeful because a lot of the development that we've seen recently with spider-man has been under um kevin feige and john favreau um two really brilliant minds in in the marvel headquarters and i think that really there's it can only go well that might be like a you know knock on wood but you're you're selecting the best of the best right now um for Marvel movie making to take creative ownership over the franchise and I am I I, I don't expect anything but good things.
1: Yeah, nothing but good but good things from Scotland and nothing but good exactly. things from Marvel as well. I like could subscribe to um, Kevin Feige in Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> um you gotta have Jameson ready for the end of the show tonight. I forgot. Yeah. It's our first time with that new little outro. Crap. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'll do that now. (laughs) So, but no, I really like, uh, I, I I think (laughs) that, you know, you couldn't, you couldn't tag Feige in at a better time because right now, like, not only does Feige get to helm the MCU at a time where he has a full chessboard of characters. Um, now, again, in this time period where he needs the Marvel Comics to make, as much source material as possible for the MCU to feed off of. Now he doesn't have the limitations that like, Wait, can I just show off for a sec? Oh, feel free to show off. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to like, and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Joel, uh, Joel hooked, uh, Travis up with the, uh, fun soundboard. So we have all our Marvel and DC sound effects ready at, ready to use at any moment. That's going to be the trick, is learning to, like, balance out. Yeah. Like, focusing on the show and being ready for the memes. It would be very Um, much
2: easier if we had a set engineer, Joel.
1: Yes, Joel. Quit college. (laughs) (laughs) Come home, Joel. I hope to see you this weekend, Joel. Joel. Anywho. um, But, like, I think that, like, right now, Feige having control over everything. Because... You know, in the comics there was that moratorium for a little bit on the Fantastic Four and the X-Men. Yeah. Where they like they didn't want to touch him because it's like all we can that, do is give material for Fox to turn into a fucking movie. And yeah. I think now like Feige's, Feige has the power to be like, okay, do the most wild shit you can with the four. Do the most wild shit you can with the X-Men. Do the most wild shit with the Avengers. Do the most wild shit with whatever. And, like, down the road, we'll get to see how those things reflect each other. Uh, so, I, I I don't think you could do this at a better time. Where, again, like, now that they can put all of the Marvel Universe on film, now's the time where, like, they're not making free Fox content anymore. As well as the fact that, like, now we're at a point
2: where the we, the weird shit is almost mainstream.
1: Yeah. Right? like we're getting an eternals movie exactly <laughs> like and people are going to go watch it yeah rocket raccoon is a household name
2: <laughs> he had his own comics like he had his the, own
1: comics. yeah 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 his own solo
2: series yeah. which is which is also i think was slightly odd where like if you wanted to read guardians of the galaxy there were five different books and you didn't know where to start yeah, so I mean that's that's an issue that, with that's like something comics that,
1: today. Period. Yeah, Where and that's like, something yeah.
2: Foggy can't fix, and I don't expect him to fix. But yeah. like,
1: that's that's just the na- nature of the market right now. You know, you, they, they, this, you have the same issue with like Batman and the Bat Family and the Super Family, and yeah. like, oh yeah, that's oh that's why it's like we hell, don't keep Justice up. League. Hell, Justice League. You have to like you know you have to read Justice League JLA, Justice Society. All the Batman books, the Superman books, Batman Superman World's Finest—like you, yeah, <laughs> like, to understand what this, the fuck is happening in the mainline Justice League. This comic. is part of the reason we don't cover a lot of
2: like actual comic stuff
1: on here is because like we know we're buffs, but yeah, we, we can't keep up. It's really hard like, to keep up. Like I'm very much the guy who's like, okay, this whole run is over. Now, and now I'm going gonna. to go read it all in trade. Yep, that's yeah, like that. That's you. Know, we we play catch up. Um, again, I. <laughs> It's so nice that we have very rarely got gotten any shit as a show so far, but like any, I I, th- I feel like the one thing that somebody could say about us is you don't talk about actual comic books very often. Matt brought that up to me. Shout out yeah. to my boy Matt, but and it wasn't
2: out of like malice. It was just like it's kind of weird that you're, and when we discuss the show with other people, at least I I try to never say we're a comic book podcast. Yeah, I, I use I don't want to superhero yeah. as much as I can. I, I use like TV and movie as much yeah. as I can. Well,
1: cause it's the easiest one to keep track of news wise. And it's what
2: it's also speaking industry. It's what's going to get clicks.
1: Oh yeah, totally. Like yeah.
2: We, There was news. Um, Marvel recently rebooted their guardians and Thor lines. Yeah. And people were coming up to me saying, Hey, what's the deal with the reboot movies? And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> because then like the news was hashtagging MCU and their shit. And it's like that, that, yeah Ugh, i don't like that well it's
1: also it's also a really hard jumping off point like yeah you know like i don't know how many people like i don't know how accessible things are when i'm like okay so matt fraction like <laughs> like whom uh but yeah instead of of all right uh my yeah. next i think you're next you can walk us through all the crisis stuff we got more crisis news. Also, I think we're making good time. I think we can slow down. I got, I think oh, yeah, we're running yeah. a little bit too much. We're powerhousing here. Yeah. <laughs> that was the first story we actually stopped to talk about. But it's also the biggest one we've talked about so
2: far. That's fair. But yeah. Which is what I expected. So uh, we got two kind of big things from Crisis. Um, Two big ish. And there's, these aren't the only pictures. If you want to keep up with stuff behind the scenes, I recommend going and following. People like Brandon Ralph, um, Stephen Amell, yeah, you know Dave, David Ramsey, all these guys that are in like in the fray right now, recording this stuff because they're posting a lot of set pictures and updates. Yeah, and it's uh, it's a lot. Brandon Ralph on Instagram, as well as other people. Like once one of them puts it up, everyone else is like, "Yeah, this is awesome." Uh, sa- shared some pictures of. There's one of Grant Gustin's Flash between Tyler Hecklin. I, I just started following him on Twitter, and he has it in his bio, how you pronounce it. And I apologize for saying Hecklin for so long. Um, Tyler, <laughs> I didn't know he had an Instagram. I'll have to follow him. He has a t- uh, he probably has both, but he, I follow him on Twitter. Oh, okay. Um, Tyler Hecklin and Brandon Routh in their Superman get-ups, both of which look incredible. Um, we have Grant Gustin's Flash with Black Lightning, whose actor I can't recall off the top of my head and i feel bad because he's fantastic um and then we have brandon ralph as clark kent uh presumably in the daily planet with next to a sign that says editor in chief
1: yeah that's cool so clark got a much needed promotion very well deserved i wonder how he balances the whole superman thing spencer we're making you i'm making you recreate this picture by the way okay like he's already wearing a brown suit you can literally just put on your fucking david tennant costume Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> throw on some glasses and we'll like, we'll like make a nice looking door. Okay. We'll s- okay. Slap on, slap on some like, whatever you say, else. buddy. Um, I'm going to run over. You're such, sp- you're such a Clark Kent.
2: I have you. He, he is. <laughs> I mean that in the best possible way. Clark Kent is the best of us. Um, uh, now you're putting me on the spot here. Uh, we also got some news about who could be showing up. Um, big one for me is presumably i've i've seen no real i've seen real official reporting but nothing like we've seen them on set or we have official quotes that we might have titans in the crossover (laughs)
1: like it might be real
2: which i'm not opposed to that would be fucking hilarious i'd be laughing my ass off the whole time
1: um more concretely Mm. Oh, what? Wouldn't that be about a bitch if that's when we see the Nightwing costume for the first time? There's no way. There's no way. Well, if this is far enough in Batwoman's time for her to be all red haired, red lips, red bat, like who's to say that like by the time the Titans well, like jump into this earth? I mean, yeah, I guess. That, like I, they don't have upgraded gear and like dicks. Oh, shit,
2: You're right. That He would have because he doesn't have a uniform right now. All right, and plus, yeah. By then, like, it's we're two months out. Yeah, that's enough time that, like, like Titans will be wrapping up around the time Crisis starts. That's what I'm saying. So
1: it's very possible. You're right. I just think that'd be cool for like the first time you see Nightwing. It's.
2: I don't think it'll be the first time. I think you will already be Nightwing in the show. You think? I, yeah, uh, that's fair.
1: It'd still be fun though for him to just. You know, um, more concretely, we. Oh got, my god! I'm sorry. I'm interrupting you again. I'm going to break your fucking kneecaps. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm <laughs> do it. Do so it. I'm, I'm going to dissect them. What? What do you want? <laughs> what if, just as I said it and I got like the idea of like Nightwing participating in like whatever this version of like the end game final battle is going to look like. What if, since we're getting Kingdom Come Superman, Kevin Conroy is in that like ridiculous Batmech suit that he wore in Kingdom Come? That looked like, like, like the bottom of Darth Vader's mask. And he has like the giant fucking wingsuit. Do you, bro, do you think that the CW can afford to put that in their show? No. (laughs) But I hope they get in trouble with some loan sharks to do it. Uh, <laughs> I, I just got the it's mental image i just got the mental image of kevin conroy like in that crazy fucking bat mech from kingdom come with brandon routh in like the blue and black the blue red and black suit yeah yeah oh i need it i need it so much i need... <sighs> i can't get that image out of my head now that and this article also says constantine might be showing up I mean, he's in Legends. Uh, yeah, so, so like, all, all my best boys. If, he's, will be if there. he's not,
2: if he's not in the crossover, I would be genuinely surprised. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Legends is starting their season with the crossover.
1: Oh shit! Okay. Because they
2: they do shortened seasons.
1: Um. Oh god. Give, give me, give me Kingdom Come, Batman, and John Constantine on the fucking screen together.
2: Uh. Concretely, though. Oh, sorry. Sorry. You're gonna. Do I have to dissect your kneecaps? No, I'm, I'm going to shut the fuck up. Man. You sure? <laughs> I'm going to shut the fuck up. <laughs> All right. Uh, Kingdom man. If any if anyone listening is familiar with the show Lucifer, which is based on a comic, um, used to air on Fox, and after I forget how many seasons, um, maybe two or three, shifted to Netflix. Uh, Tom Ellis, the... Uh, actor who plays Lucifer in that show has been cited on the Crisis set, so it's looking pretty well like we're getting Lucifer, sh- like in his suit for Lucifer Morningstar. So it's he's most likely going to show up, um, in in Crisis as his character. the The re- article we have is from ComicBook.com, and I've been seeing this for a couple days now. But the the tweets they're referencing come from CanadaGraphs reporting that on the flash set for the epi- for the flashes episode of crisis uh there's a scene that got filmed with four actors um and in like in the area they saw tom ellis presume like in his more is lucifer get up so he will most likely be there i've only watched season one of lucifer and I re- i've heard
1: nothing but good things about it
2: i really enjoyed season one and i heard it only got better once it moved to netflix so I might finally, because I almost, I almost sat down and just watched it all, the like not the other day, but a while ago when I saw it was on there, um especially when I I realized they were promoting it as a Netflix original, quote unquote, um but now now I just really want to watch through it because Tom Ellis has such a charisma about him that if oh I, yeah like seeing him in the show in Crisis would make me very happy Lucifer fucks oh both literally and like on the list yeah absolutely <laughs> that's part of his whole character it's one of his character traits. Is it he's, he, he fucks. He fucks. <laughs> he gets free therapy sessions because he fucks.
1: That's like episode one. I love that. Yeah, I you that. you would like Lucifer? It's good. Uh, that's. I had a feeling I would. He's 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 my kind of character. I've also been told I should cosplay him once I get into the show, because again, dark haired anti heroes. What are you gonna do about it? Um, Spencer, you're up.
0: All right, ladies and gents. So, we've got the box office totals um, from the domestic box office. <laughs> Sorry, that was not my best phrasing. Um, so, as of right now, the domestic total for... Um, Joker coming out as of yesterday, um, October 14th. I'm
1: sorry, Spencer. Is, Watching Travis well, mount the couch to get around the rig to go to the bathroom is my favorite thing. <laughs>
0: That's a mental image that cheered me up. I'm glad. You so, it. Um, the domestic total as of October 14th is over 201 million dollars which uh puts it right now at number number eight excuse me for the domestic um gross box office of 2019 um that is below it chapter two aladdin spider-man far from home captain marvel toy story 4 the lion king and avengers endgame so um i'm glad that people are coming out to see this movie because i think it deserves a watch absolutely Um, regardless of How well you think it was portrayed or well made. Um, I really do think that you should check out our last episode, the Joker review. Um, if, if you've already seen it and hear our thoughts, if you have not already, but, um, I think that it's a movie that people should go see because it's a, it's a nice, yeah. Addition to it's a good family flick.
1: It's it's a uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's it is a good watch. It's worth seeing. Uh, I'm really interested in what's going on with the box office with this right now. Um, I think I don't think it is dethroned. Uh, I it knocked Venom out as like the highest grossing October movie. Um, I don't know where it's sitting between. Either of the it movies, Logan and uh, Deadpool. Deadpool, thank you. The Deadpool's Deadpool flicks, um, but yeah, Joker's doing really well at the box office. Uh, you know, that's typically that's just our that's rule. domestically. Yeah, um, that's typically it's our gotten rule, yeah.
0: most of its money um, offshore. Sixty three percent of its total gross has come from the foreign box office. Uh, worldwide, it's totaling over uh, five hundred and fifty six million right now. So. Yeah, yeah it's only okay. making a third of its money here in the United States. So. I keep
1: accidentally uh, talking over you, Spencer. I'm sorry. I suck at this.
0: No, it's okay. Um, I just keep talking over you because I know it's an accident and I don't feel rude. <laughs> just, <you know. laughs>
1: um, but yeah, no, we always like to check in like the week after the review to see how the box office is looking. Um, you know, We don't do box office reports very often unless it's either insanely good or insanely bad. Uh, looking at you, Endgame and Dark Phoenix, respectively, <laughs> but yeah. Uh moving right along. Um thoughts on Incredible Hulk on this panel. Like the movie. Can I can I confess something? Yes. It's the
2: only Marvel movie I've never seen. Really? When when they were in theaters, I wanted to go see both and I missed Hulk and then Iron Man came out on DVD and I bought it. And then I was, like, before even, like, the slightest notion that they were connected. Like, I I thought they were because I thought I had seen RDJ in the trailer for Hulk. But I didn't think it was that important. And then by the time Avengers rolled around, they were like, yeah, we switched actors. I was like, stuff in that movie can't be that important. And it wasn't. The only, like, the only thing that's carried over besides the character of Bruce Banner is Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah. Although, um allegedly they might be bringing back um betty ross in the she-hulk
1: show i knew there was another fucking story i forgot well you heard it here first folks she might be in it um live time i don't think you heard it here first but well you heard it here um so uh spencer what did you think of incredible hulk
0: um i didn't love it i i love edward norton and i feel that he did a good job. But now that I've gotten mostly Mark Ruffalo, it's hard for me to unsee that and view incredible Hulk through a lens that does not include Ruffalo. Um, Because I think Norton has a good ability to balance a nerdiness and a chaotic energy a little bit. Like you, if you've seen fight club, you know what I'm talking about. Um, But I don't know. It just did. it just didn't strike a chord with me. I, I prefer basically every other performance that Ruffalo does uh, as the Hulk over Edward Norton's. And it has nothing to do with him as an actor. I think it has more to do with how I see the most ideal version of this character. And I just think Ruffalo uh, fits the description a little better. So that's just me.
1: So, I think I'm the one who likes it the most out of our group here. Um, I, I I enjoyed Incredible Hulk a lot. I remember whenever it first came out, um, really liking Ed Norton as Banner and being very disappointed that he wouldn't be Banner going forward in uh, Avengers. You know, so it goes. I'm very happy. Same camp as you, roughly, Spencer, where, like, I love Ed Norton's performance, but, like, I don't know if I'd be willing to trade Mark Ruffalo away. Either? Yeah, no. Uh, with that, uh, he sat down with Vanity Fair this week, Ed uh, Norton, that is, and talked to – you know, they refer to Incredible Hulk as one of the MCU's very few misses. Uh, he sat down with the New York Times, rather, and in an interview with the Nor- New York Times, Norton revisited the ordeal uh, being recast, that is, saying that Marvel had apparently been in support of his vision to make a serious Hulk film in the vein of the Dark Knight trilogy, uh, and then this is a direct quote from uh, Norton. What Chris Nolan had done with Batman was going down a path that I aligned aligned with. Long, dark, and serious, Norton said. If there was ever a thing that I thought and thought had that in it, it was the Hulk. It's literally the Promethean myth. I laid out a two-film thing, the origin and then the idea of Hulk as a conscious dreamer. The guy who can handle the trip and they were like, that's what we want. As it turned out, that wasn't what they wanted, but I had a great time doing it. I got on great with, uh, Feige. Uh, at the time though, it seems otherwise after Norton was replaced in 2010, the Marvel chief, uh, released a statement saying that the studio's decision was definitely not one based on monetary factors, but instead rooted in the need for an actor who embodies the creativity and collaborative spirit of our talented cast members. Um, Norton called the statement cheap. Uh, As for the details about monetary factors, Norton revealed that he honestly would have wanted more money than they'd wanted to... He said, I'd wanted more money than they'd want to pay me, but that's not the way I would have wanted to do another Hulk movie anyway. I went and I did all the other things I wanted to do, and what Kevin Feige has done is probably one of the best uh, executions of a business plan in the history of entertainment industry. As a Disney shareholder, you should be on your feet uh, for what they've pulled off. So... First of all, Ed Norton – uh, again, love Ed Norton. He's one of the best actors of our time. He allegedly is a fucking nightmare to work with. Um, Apparently on American History X and on Fight Club, like he was just nonstop just like edging in like, hey, how about we do this? 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 Which to a point is good in an actor that like – the gears are turning in your head on a story level that you know that you have an idea on like what you could do. However, there comes a point where you're just hijacking somebody else's vision that you've signed on to be a part of.
2: Yeah. And Norton creates
0: a toxic.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And Norton tried uh, to
2: backseat direct a lot. It's funny that he mentions the dark Knight films because like, from what I understand, that was kind of a very similar feeling on the on the set of those movies was that the actors in Christopher I mean, granted, Christopher Nolan has his, his wheelhouse of actors that he uses all the time. If you yeah. watch like if you're watching a Christopher Nolan movie, you're gonna see Christian Bale and you're gonna see Michael
1: Caine at some point. Yeah. Um yeah. same like with like Tarantino and yeah. you know Sam Jackson and Brad Pitt and exactly. Thurman. Yeah. Um but like they
2: and specifically, for, like, with Heath, with Heath Ledger and his performance as Joker, yeah. was, it was very much a them bouncing ideas off each other mid-production of, like, hey, what if we had him do this? I love that. Let's, like, compel yeah. that with this and make him do this, you know? And I think that's kind of the feeling he wanted yeah. on set and then didn't – it was a miscommunication of status probably.
1: Most likely. And I also think that there's something to be said for, like – the journey we got with hulk sounds similar to what he's describing and like, it, like i think that's what they always had in had in mind was doing that like you know hulk is the monster i can control the hulk i want to let the hulk out i ref- like the hulk and i reject each other we're one and the same like that arc that like 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 the, the verbiage of the <laughs> guy who can handle the trip yeah sounds like what we eventually arrive at in an end game with bruce the and
2: i think the biggest thing is that it's hard to see because it happens in team up movies and yeah in the background for the most part and i would have loved to see hulk standalone movies but you know licensing and
1: yeah well, the universe the whole u- weird universal deal was always going to be a yeah yeah you know, again we're not, i i don't think we're ever going to know all the specifics about that cuz again I still don't understand how we're getting a She-Hulk show. Nope. Not a bit. <laughs> like, like, I am still this like, fucking brain dead on that one as to how that happened. Um, but yeah, they also talked about, uh, the salary here. Uh, it wouldn't be the first one waged against the studio notorious for its penny-pinching in the early days. Apparently, Mickey Rourke only got, only was offered 250000 to play Whiplash. Uh, and then after playing Rhodey and Iron Man, uh, Terrence Howard left the franchise over his salary dispute for the sequel. He was obviously replaced by Don Cheadle. Um, but yeah, and a lot of that was Ike Perlmutter being a cheap bastard. Um, but Ike Perlmutter is a bastard for a handful of different reasons. Uh, so yeah, interesting stuff. Um, I'm sure a different timeline has a Ed Norton who turns in an equally but different performance as Mark Ruffalo. Or equally good and different but different performance to Mark Ruffalo. So, uh, Travis, you ready to talk Mm -hmm. about them fucking theme parks? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) ready to talk about how Bugs Bunny ain't funny? So... That fucking Sam Jackson. uh, We need to find that Sam Jackson clip. That is so funny. (laughs) That needs to be played through. That's so much work. I'm sorry. Never (laughs) mind then. I'm going to hit you, boy. I'm sorry. We don't have
2: time for this. So... Martin Scorsese... Renowned actor, award win actor, Actor. director, award-winning director, one of the greatest filmmakers in all of history, has put his foot down now twice about where he stands on Marvel movies and superhero movies in general. Probably, um, and where like where he stands on them as quote unquote cinema. Um, a little before our Joker review, and we kind of joke we dogged on this a bit. He referred to Marvel movies as not cinema, uh, calling on theaters to show more of what he called narrative films. I'm, I, and I'm currently reading from an Entertainment Weekly article from October 13th, uh, and then recently he's doubled down on that, saying it's not cinema, it's something else. We shouldn't be invaded by it. We need cinemas to step up and show films that are narrative films. Uh theaters have become amusement parks. That is all fine and good, but don't invade everything else in that sense. That is fine and good for those who enjoy that type of film. You refer to it as a film in your own statement, you jack-off. <laughs> and by the way, knowing what goes into them now, I admire what they do. It's not my kind of thing. It simply is not. It's creating another kind of audience that thinks cinema is that. Uh... No. Honestly, the closest I can think of them as well, made as they are, with actors doing the best they can under the circumstances, is theme parks. It isn't the cinema of human beings trying to convey emotional, psychological experiences to another human being. Motherfucker. Iron Man's entire arc is about how he's dealing with PTSD. <laughs>
1: And alcoholism. And, al- well, and, a stilted, and a stilted relationship what, with his father. What, what, and his inability to commit. And his using the Iron Man persona as a coping mechanism. But no, there's no deep conversation being had about the human condition at all. I am – look. I See, was, I, was, I, I, I changed the title of that story in our show notes uh, from what it was originally. Right now, it's it is what I turned it into. Originally, it was "Old Man Has Bad Take." Huh. Um, I only changed it because I figured TJ would use that for one of the title stories, so I changed it to just Scorsese's, Scorsese's bad, bad take. <laughs> yeah, and like it, it, this is such a
2: bad take to me, it, genuinely. Like in, infinite respect for Scorsese and his legacy, but oh, but absolutely <laughs> in but and the big but. I've been I've been thinking about why I I don't like this take for the i granted we've had two weeks to kind of like yeah on it and i'm like it's the fact that hello train (laughs) when you're when your whole thesis is art has to convey like certain emotions but can't expand past a very limited frame it's not art anymore The the whole reason we weren't like – the whole reason we gave Joker the score we did is because underneath the deep discussion of good and evil and the Joker and where that character could potentially come from is like a framework movie. Yeah. That isn't compelling. And when you're trying to say all art has to follow this framework, that doesn't work. Yeah. Limitations can breed creativity but like – there's a such there's such thing as too much.
1: Well, yeah, well, yeah. You you constrain artists that way. If it's like, oh, it has to be like this. I and and I totally I totally get the take of like Marvel movies, like the concept of it, the MCU specifically, because there's also no telling that like, and this isn't meant to sound flippant towards Scorsese as like b- because of his age or anything, but like. I don't think Martin Scorsese knows the difference between Marvel and DC. Oh yeah, absolutely. And like I don't I don't know that he 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 cares to know the difference, which is fine. That's his prerogative.
2: I think we're seeing a similar thing here to what we see when we look at like m- not mainstream necessarily, but like news companies, not news companies, entertainment companies like Comcast yeah, versus YouTube. And cable versus YouTube. Or things like this, where, like, this is now premier content. Yeah. Like, what we're doing, what other people are doing like this, is what people want to consume, not a 23-minute cable television show. He says about to review a couple 20-minute cable, or 40-minute cable television shows. But, like, premier content is now user-generated, it's person-generated. It's this whole new thing, and you have people in that industry going, that's not real entertainment. In the same way that you have older, because Scorsese isn't the first person to have a hot take like this.
1: No, not by a long you know, shot. You have, and uh, he wasn't the last in the past week.
2: Exactly, and you you have people like Spielberg saying that Netflix movies shouldn't count at at award ceremonies,
1: which is horseshit. Exactly, Roma oh, deserved every award it was it was nominated for. Like saying that you are constrained to
2: one type of movie, saying you're constrained to one medium of movie is so asinine and maybe it's because they've been so rooted in what they do for so long that they having any kind of challenge to that frightens them. They don't want to become irrelevant. And the thing is they don't realize that by being a foundation rock like that, they can never become irrelevant.
1: Yeah. I also think that there's something to be said for like, and I'm and just trying to understand this take and this thought process. I understand why the concept of a massive interconnected series of films and TV shows is, like, kind of fucking freaky to an old head. Especially when those
2: films are also selling toys and merchandise everywhere. Like, you don't buy a Taxi Driver action figure. No, I'd buy a Taxi Driver Funko Pop. You buy a movie
0: poster Um, or a bobblehead, maybe, but not an action figure.
1: And, like, I'll also say this. I I also see the concern and frustration where we see the amount of times that studios have tried to replicate what Marvel did. Yeah. Like, not like not just the DCEU, which is like a mixed bag. Yeah. But like, how many... Like, Universal took two big swings and two massive misses with trying to do their Universal dark. Between Dracula untold and then trying to do the mummy, both fell flat on their fucking faces. Then, same thing with this weird monster universe, we're like, okay, cool. Godzilla was cool. Kong Skull Island was okay. And then, uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters is a total fucking bomb. It, like, the amount of time, th- like, the amount of franchises people keep trying to fucking build are like, they're like, oh, we're gonna have this big interconnected universe. Not necessarily like traditional linear sequels like Star Wars or Bond or shit like that. But like, I understand, like, the fear of it. But like, you need to recognize that the first one, not the, the first one to really do it is the one that's doing it really well. And the worst movies in the MCU are average at worst. Yeah. <laughs> like, the MCU has not had a real stinker. Like, I don't like Guardians 2. I know Spencer does not like Guardians 2 very much. That means I'm the hot oh. take of the table now. Yeah. Like, I can't, I don't think I could say specifically that Guardians 2 is bad. I just don't like it very much because I don't like the humor in it. In the same
2: way that I think people aren't huge fans of Incredible Hulk or Iron Man 2.
1: Yeah. You know, which I I love Iron Man 2 way too much. But like, (laughs) well, I'll also say this, like, um, I was saying like, not the last person this week, Scorsese, it's a dated take. I I, I, I see his logic, but I also think it's wrong. Yeah, exactly. Um, Like I said, I think it's a bad take. Uh, However, I'll, I'll give him credence to this take because of the greater context of it. And, like, I understand the mentality. I disagree with it. Jennifer Aniston can shut the fuck up. Oh, what the fuck did Jennifer Aniston uh, Basically, did I just say Jennifer thing. Aniston? Yeah. Basically, the same thing. We're like, you know, she's like, oh, there should be less Marvel movies. Like,. Bitch, aren't you in a fucking Adam Sandler comedy every two years? Shut the fuck up. Like, (laughs) I'm sorry. I'd rather see 18 Guardians 2s and Thor The Dark Worlds over, like, over like whatever, like, ooh, goopity-goopity-goopy called the shit poop. Like, I don't fucking care, man. Like, you don't get to hop on this this bandwagon of, like, okay, you can do your It's Not Cinema thing all day, and we can have that debate. When you're going to – when the movies you're making are consistently – Adam Sandler comedies. Your opinion's not fucking valid. Like that's just insulting. Like I'm sorry, I'm not here to go see again. Gooply, gooply, goopy called the shit poop. Every two years, I'd rather I'd rather watch Thor: The Dark World. But funny takes from old men. uh from an old man. Um, not Jennifer Aniston. Um. <laughs> She, she's not an old man. Um, a bitch is a vampire, though. I'll tell you that. Like, oh yeah, she's she's one she's, of those immortals. She like her and Keanu Reeves are fucking vampires, and Paul Rudd, and Paul Rudd, all vampires. Uh, Spencer, your take on Scorsese's take?
0: Um, I mean, I can respect the guy. He's put out some of the best movies in the last one hundred years that are worth seeing. Um, but honestly, to it's a really arrogant thing to say something like that. Like they are popular movies. They're coming from. Like people who are giving, like, like these aren't just some average, like uh, what am I trying to? They're not cinematography school dropouts making these movies. They're like people that actually have a vision, that are putting their time and effort and 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 their creative takes. Like, look at James Gunn. Look what he's done. He's made like a a, a completely irrelevant comic book. Uh, group into one of the most, you know, popular comic. You know, he's he's made the Guardians incredibly but, successful. But basically, none of those characters are human.
2: None of those characters are human, so it's not real cinema. It has to be human to human interaction. <laughs> we got him.
0: But like, <laughs> but to say to say that comic book movies aren't real cinema is just incredibly arrogant. And like Spielberg, I can't respect the guy enough. But have you seen the Ballad of Buster Scruggs? Like, that deserves every Oscar nomination that it that it got. And, like, I, eh, that's all I'm going to say.
1: It's people who don't want to see the new thing. And, like, like you were saying with, like... I, I think it's a genuine place of fear. Yeah. I think they're afraid of one day people looking like, yeah, Taxi
2: Driver wasn't good anymore. Now we look at, you know, Marvel movie 812.
1: But, like... Yeah. And that's never going to happen. <laughs> well, and it's like – Not in our like, yeah. lifetime. No. And like at least like the conversation – And like Connor made a joke about it uh, a few weeks ago on Dooback with the Kevin Feige news. He's like, oh, you know, the Marvel movies are perfectly serviceable. Like I'm sorry. I, I truly think people undercut a lot of the stuff in the MCU. No, not every single movie is going to be like a real, a truly deep character study. But like if there's one thing these movies are good at, it is establishing a character and having them have an arc over the course of these films. When you find your favorite character in this universe, it is so fun to watch their arc.
0: Tony's Absolutely. arc
1: is so beautiful and heartbreaking and earnest and amazing. Same with Steve. Same with Thor. Same with Nat. Same with Clint. Same with fucking Bruce. I can't wait to see. I fucking truly cannot wait to see what happens with Captain Marvel in the future. Like, of everybody – even Spider Man, I'm. I think I'm a little bit more excited to see where Carol goes in Spider and Spidey Man. I went to see Spider Man and Spidey at the same time and I had a stroke. <laughs> I, I like like truly like I want to see her like I I, I kind of want to see her like have a Han Solo complex of like being like the hot shot like yeah fuck this shit like that like with like the way like, her arrogance and like slowly eat some humble pie. And you see that, and you like start to see her get in touch with her humanity over the course of Captain Marvel. Like people who do the whole like, oh, she's so stiff. She's like she's she's cardboard. Like no, she's a fucking soldier. You know she she's been yeah. literally like and like she was here too. Like she was on Earth, yeah, and then went to be one in space. Like yeah, and like and then like we see in the beginning of the movie with Yon Rat Yon Rog, Josh Alman corrects the way I say it every time. Yon, I think Yon Rog, whatever. Jude Law's character, right. that, like he's he's practically he's like beating the emotion out of her as the movie goes on. That's the point: is her finding her humanity, and like the way she interacts with the with with uh Rambo's kid, like that's so beautiful. I want to see Carol that I want to see that side of Carol become Carol as time goes on, and I think that's what her arc is going to be. And I want to see Peter become like how he is in the comics now. Where like he eventually graduates from like really timid, I want to see him hit his arrogant patch, like really yeah. badly. I want I, I want to see asshole Peter.
2: You want to see you as Peter Parker.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love you. I love you, and you know I didn't mean that negatively. I know, but uh, no, you're you're not wrong. You like Kylo that, Ren cosplayer, you. Yeah, well, uh, kill the past. Um, but like I want I like, want I want to, I want to and get your father Han Solo. <laughs> Fuck you, Roka. You don't deserve that belt. Um, I, ooh, fuck, spoilers. <laughs> what do you mean? He's,
2: he's going for the, the doubles belt.
1: Yeah. Oh, this, this will go up on Friday. So anybody who watches both, they, yeah, they yeah they, okay, they, they, that's the Thursday match. Yeah, it's so fine. So by the time they watch this, okay, cool. I'm glad Bibiani kicked his ass. Um, <laughs> me too. Uh, but, <laughs> Patreon Woo-hoo. But like I want to see like asshole Peter And then him become like the really earnest like Just fun I've, to watch I've Peter. been around the block Peter Yeah like yeah, I've been around yeah. the block Peter Like not like depressed Peter B. Parker in Spider-Verse But like the Spider-Man we see in Miles Universe Yeah I'm ready for that Eventually down the road Like you can't tell me that these aren't profoundly human experiences Told on screen But he's, he doesn't have money problems <laughs>
2: that's another one that's another one that's a, it's a he killed his father han solo like for me
1: he's fucking dumpster diving at the beginning of civil war but he doesn't have money problems
2: <laughs> spider-man always has money problems it's a character trait it's a,
1: <laughs> a very light uh, pocket book is part of my character trait uh, our attributes and shit that's funny i like the way you said that this that was a good talk I that really was, was a good talk. that was yeah Love Scorsese, but I, I beg Love to differ fun. on this one. Um, who's up? Spencer, you're up for this. Uh, that is Chi me. So we got
0: an interview from Collider with Shang-Chi director Destin Daniel Cretton on his vision for the new Marvel movie. Um, so Marvel made another excellent hire when they chose Cretton for uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings which they are hoping to uh, have take off with the Asian-American audience, just like Black Panther took off with the African-American audience. And um, Marvel seems to think that Cretton will do a fine job. So um, some of the questions, some of the key points that were brought up uh, were regarded um, his choice for uh, his cinematographer, Bill Pope, uh, from The Matrix, uh, it, the interviewer asked, what made you choose Bill Pope as your cinematographer? Is there something that he brings to that kind of world that you were specifically looking for? Cretton says, yeah, he was. Uh, he has a really beautiful style. He's both naturalistic and grounded, but also heightened in the best way. And anybody who can shoot The Matrix is probably going to do great with this one. Um, and the interviewer said, is that within the kind of tone that you're looking to bring out within this story? Yes, Cretton says. I think particularly for our first Asian slash Asian American step into the MCU, the tone feels right. Um, so the interviewer also said, if you could go back and tell the child version of you yourself that you'd be, uh, making this movie, what would that have meant to you?
1: And they would to have know promptly that? said, who in the fuck is Shang-Chi? Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, that's um, not fair. Chang Chi's one of those characters, kind of like Black Knight, where like every couple years it will be like what we consider like a B <laughs> or C-lister or character, legitimately becomes super relevant in the comics. Right. And then, like, once that story that they're involved in is over, they kind of fade back into to obscurity. So, like, I, I take the piss out a little bit, but, like, it's the same shit I'd say about, like, Black Knight or whatever, or, like, the fucking Guardians, where, like, you were relevant for 15 minutes and now you have a movie because all of these are going to make money for the rest of time. Yeah. Anyway, as you were, Spencer, <laughs> I apologize.
0: Um, But Cretton said to the question about telling your childhood self that he'd be directing Chang-Chi, he said – excuse me, it would have been amazing because I would have been able to have a superhero that looked like me rather than choosing the superheroes exactly. that I would
2: imagine looking like me under the mask. Um, which is so way more important than I think any of the three of us could ever give a credit for. Absolutely.
0: Ab- yeah. 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 I, th- I think you're totally right. Um, so, uh, yeah. Shang-Chi opens, uh, February 12th of 2021. So, um, I think we can we can really look forward to some great trailers and stuff coming closer to that release date in a year and a half. So, uh, Jared, um, do you have anything to say regarding
1: this interview here? I just love the fact that we have the cinematographer from The Matrix working on the martial arts movie. Um, yeah. Absolutely, like like that's the thing that really excites me about all of this is like I want to see all the fu- <laughs> Travis is like trying to manipulate Cookie Cop.
2: I, got, I unlocked
1: his eyes now. Oh, that's good. Now you're trying to make him look stoned out of his mind? No, I'm just trying to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> Travis, cookie cop must one, die. Once Travis got the soundboard set up, was it on Dubac yesterday that like you kept setting off the stop set away from the cookie yeah, jar? Yeah. Yeah, Travis was like, I have. he's like, I have power over cookie cop now. <laughs> <laughs> you, that, you little son of a bitch. I own you. I don't actually own you, but he owns you. And I own him. No, I just, I just, I just hide from him. I try not to make too much noise when I come downstairs. I don't want him to attack. I want to dissect him at some point. Like I, I
2: want to dig into him. I want to mess with
1: him. You want to see what's up with it? Yeah, I want to see. I want to see where the button is. See when I. <laughs> you know how? Have you seen the first It movie? No. Okay, you're not going to understand this reference, but Spencer will. I imagine that like when you take apart cookie cop like when you open up where the batteries are supposed to be it's like the dead lights with uh. it, or it's just like this sh- like, like you can see that he's just a cosmic entity of hatred and hell um,
0: <laughs> what an apt description
1: i like seriously like you take the thing off and it's just the dead lights what are you have <laughs> no, keep, keep going i think it's your story right i, I mean it's the trailer for Avengers. oh is it yeah Thing I never pulled up, hold on. (laughs) I'll vamp while you do that. Uh, So yeah, real quick, we have uh, um, a trailer for the new Avengers game. uh, One focusing on uh, Ms. Marvel herself, Kamala Khan. Uh, Really excited to see her uh, brought into the fold here. I think, if you want to do it more quickly, if you plug the thing in that Joel showed you, you can pull it up on your phone. Yeah, but if you think that'll take too long, like do whichever one you think is. It's not that it'll take too long; it's that then you'll hear the brr, brr,
2: brr, 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 of me unblogging the the ox Oh, that's right. That's cord. that's true. That's very true. And then I have to mess with all the stuff and the thing, and that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, but yeah, I did think about it. Like just saying, "Here it is, inserting it, and then okay about it later." But like, we're here.
1: There's no time like the present. We in it. Also Spencer uh yeah at the time of recording Thursday has not happened yet uh I would invite you but you don't want to see it um you trying to grab you trying to grab a bite and go see it chapter 2 on Thursday
0: I'm 100% trying to grab a bite and see it chapter
1: 2 Travis you're welcome I mean I'm if probably going to hate myself and you I, I afterward
0: might. for it okay. but I, I would if be, there's another It movie to be had, I want to be there.
1: I haven't seen it yet, so we can go see that and grab a bite of G. I haven't seen part one, so, so it'll be weird. a fun time. It's good. I mean, yeah, you, you can yeah. probably rent I, it for like a couple bucks on YouTube if you want to catch up. My my my
2: beef with horror movies isn't that I think any of them are bad, especially like these new ones. Like, I think we're, we're maybe hitting a horror renaissance.
1: Yeah. That's not a discussion I am able to have. I'm not... No, sphere, we are bro. not qualified to really ha- – I mean, I me very, very more slightly than you, but yeah. barely. Because <laughs> you're more of a movie buff than me, which just entails that you are a little more into horror than me. Yeah. I'm into a v- very specific type of horror. Like, I'm very like Jordan Peele. Yeah. Like, like yeah. I like weird horror. Like, I – That's what I like as well. Yeah. I, like, I like thriller horror more so than I like – Yeah. I think – I think with like TJ and Corey, the way they've talked about like the complexities of Friday the Thirteenth lore is well, like they, they they I I'm willing to give Friday the Thirteenth a shot at this point. I've never been super into that type of horror, but just knowing how weird it is and like the const like the actual concept of Jason being this force of vengeance kind of fascinates me. I I love listening to them talk about it. In person, maybe not so much in the chat yeah. because my phone's blowing up. But
2: like, <laughs> I love watching people get really passionate about shit, even if I don't know anything about it. Oh yeah, it. like it's just something I really admire. Uh, anyway, we have the trailer. It's it's been here for like a couple seconds, but we've been vamping. So yeah, <laughs> uh, here's the actual trailer for Kamala Khan that we got out of New York City Comic Con.
1: Thank God it's the only thing that came out of New York City. <laughs> what What's is your name? Things. Yeah, they're not. Kamala
2: Khan! Important. And that's it, she died. Yep. I was just some weird kid from Jersey who didn't fit in. Everything is legal in New Jersey. Stole uh, something? Uh... Off of AIM's server. Huh, what?
0: Why? Why?
1: AIM calls people like me inhuman. He claims we're sick violent since our disease will kill us in the end well i don't believe it what if the avengers were set
2: up aim the so-called cure it's just not lining up there's something wrong and i can feel it
0: don't you
1: The kid is inhuman. We did this, and she needs your help. I can't. I can't.
2: Can. You can't what? You're ditching me? Hey, don't
1: take it personally, kid. No, this is what he does. <laughs> this was a mistake.
0: So you're both just going to walk away?
1: The Avengers were set up. Cap was murdered. You think I don't know that? I've replayed that day in my head a thousand times. Guess what? No one cares. The world needed someone to blame, and he gave them their scapegoat. So, unless you have some kind of astounding proof, I suggest you both get off my land. What is that?
2: Proof. E-rape.
1: I know all you guys at home really needed to hear the extended sucking on the slurping. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, (laughs) If nothing else about this
2: trailer, I'm excited. Like, I got even more excited to hear Nolan North as Tony Stark. Yeah. Like, have you you guys seen – are you guys familiar with Troy Baker and Nolan North? Yeah. Like, my favorite thing is watching a panel with Troy Baker – and he's giving like tips on how to become a great voice actor. And he's like, okay, for step one, wait for me and Nolan North to
1: die. So there's open, there's available slots. And then <laughs> Dude, they're just in fucking everything. Oh my God. Yeah. For good reason. Like they, they're great. And like, I think, um, what's his name? Uh, fuck, fucking PS4, Peter Parker and the guy who was in oh, Code Yuri, geos uh, Yuri Lowenthal. I think Yuri Lowenthal is like riding right on their heels. He's he does a lot more not on their heels and so much as like he's like riding their coattails, but like he's yeah like, they're only North he's in hot pursuit of that number one spot with them. They're both in a lot of games and he's in a lot of animation. Yeah, so like between those three, it's just like they're everywhere. Oh yeah, I remember watching Geos and getting so excited. I'm like, holy fuck, wait, that's Spider Man. See for me, I for me it's always oh that's Sasuke, right?
2: Oh Cause yeah, because
1: he played Sasuke in the, and Naruto. In Naruto.
2: Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, this looks really exciting. Uh, Kamala Khan's gameplay looks really neat, having a stretchy person.
1: Oh, yeah, totally. Um, I, I love that. I love her character. Um, you know, with Shut the-, the fuck up! <laughs> no one cares! Spencer, can you even hear the train that Travis is screaming at? No. It's there. <laughs> we can hear it. Travis is getting angry every time. Um, but I... I mean, you know, you had the expected like geeks and gamers type groups freaking out like, "Oh, of course they're going to make fucking Kamala Khan the main character." You know, the uh Why'd they
2: ever say
1: that? Huh? What'd you say? Why'd they say she's the main character? Good good question. Um, but I think they're all like, you know, the, the usual fit when there's a not white white per, white guy and not a, white in the, not male person. Yeah, which we'll get to that in a minute. Um with uh, Catwoman. But yeah, no, very exciting stuff. I love uh, I love Kamala. She's one of my favorite characters, and I'm really excited to... She's one of my favorite characters. Like, I found it! For the <laughs> so for those of you at home, for like the past 15 I minutes, own you now! <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, spoilers... <laughs> Starting in twenty twenty, we're gonna be releasing a Cookie Cop shirt on our TeePublic Public where it's Cookie Cop wearing nice. the Infinity Gauntlet. Um, <laughs> and now I really want somebody out there to like make art of like the of like Cookie Cop doing the I am inevitable and Travis just and I want fucking Quaaludes snap like <laughs> bring it all full circle. Uh, but no I love Kamala she's one of those great like new generation characters oh, yeah, like Miles absolutely. and um, the Richards kids so yeah super excited to see her and like I said her gameplay looks so much fun um, I, I
2: it looks like she might be more of a stealth for like her sections in the beginning at least yeah. absolutely not her combat but like if if she's being hunted down for her powers that yeah. stealth section where you're very bendy seems very fun
1: <laughs> you're very bendy <laughs> This man is air super. So we're gonna hop into this uh, story about Suicide Squad. Um, So uh, one of my favorite podcasts, which my week's schedule has finally gotten to a place where I'm able to listen to the Weekly Planet as much as I used to, and they are so good. They are a much bigger show than us, so it's kind of asinine for like our little our little family. Here of a couple thousand to be shouting out a much bigger who show. Who we love, by the yeah, way. Yeah, who we love, all of you guys. I read one of your re- a review somebody left a couple months ago, and I almost cried. Something to the effect of the friendship and the fandom is so beautiful here, and I'm like, oh, oh, honey, honey, oh, I want to hug whoever wrote that. I meant to when we had Mike here yesterday. I'm because he has he's like
2: the only person I know with a Mac. I meant to ask him, like, hey, look us up on Apple, and like, yeah. so I
1: can see this shit. All five star reviews. Yeah, that's what you because said. You guys are so sweet. and We love you all. Um, but uh, go listen to the Weekly Planet because they are really funny, and I love Australian people. Um, so they had their they have a they have a bit on their show called Hot Scoop or Shot of Poop, um, <laughs> where it, it sounds a lot funnier with an Australian accent. Hot um, Scoopers Shada Poop. It's, yeah, do hot, <laughs> yeah, uh hot hot scoop or poop. They're they're so fucking funny. I cannot recommend them enough. Uh and however, hot scooper shot of poop has been very consistent. Um that is where the story about the scene in Thor Ragnarok having the uh the play at the beginning where Matt Damon and the other Hemsworth were in it. They broke that through Hot Scoop of Poop and Last year, they had a hot scoop shotter poop about um, Palpatine being in episode nine. Uh, which, at the time on Dubak discussion, Stop. we. Move away from the cookie jar. Hold on, wait. Okay. Scientific method. Icarus, you were flying too close to the sun. <laughs> Move away from the jar. We got there, boys. <laughs> I know how you work. I can defeat you now. You have broken him. I am going to once these shows start making money like dumb money, hopefully one day I'm going to buy so many fucking cookie cops yeah. and just hide them.
0: <laughs> Do they all even over make the them anymore?
1: I saw one on Amazon for 60 fucking dollars. Wow. I will yeah. get every They definitely existing, don't make them anymore, but I will get every cookie cop on the goddamn planet. All right. And just hide them around you, so that you have to like dominate each and every cookie cop by yourself. I'll have an army.
2: I'll have an (laughs) army of them. I can. I can control one. I can control them all. Travis
1: is like Tony in the MCU, where he's just like you know, he's like we're we're gonna put a cookie cop around the world. Around
2: the world. (laughs) (laughs) Aliens show up. Stop.
1: Step away
2: from the cookie jar. Earth is closed today. Step away (laughs) from from the cookie jar. jar. That's
1: too good. Hot hot Scoop Shot of Poop has been accurate in the past. And last week, uh, during Joker Week for us, they had a uh, Hot Scoop Shot of Poop about some of the Suicide Squad casting, which when we get to the set pictures, uh, proved to be true. Pardon me. I almost had a really loud hiccup there. Uh, so, allegedly, according to this, Idris Ilba will be playing Vigilante, specifically. Uh, in addition to Idris Ilba, they also said that Nathan Fillion is going to be playing Arm Fall Off Boy, uh, Sean Gunn as Weasel, uh, Flora Borg as Javelin, Pete Davidson as Blackguard and Michael Rooker as savant, and uh, Mei-Ling NG as Mongol. Uh, so that's how the casting is shaking out. Um, obviously, in the set pictures, we didn't see Ilba yet. However, some of these don't look entirely accurate. Uh, Weasel's right, but I'm pretty sure we see that Davidson is playing Ratcatcher. Uh, in the pictures, uh, which we can transition over to. Uh, this is from, uh, just Jared. Um, funny about that. Uh, but it looks like we see Nathan Fillion in like a very puffy, like almost the boys esque looking suit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like it gives me big, the boys vibes. Uh, we see that, uh, Sean Gunn is wearing like a mocap suit. So there is definitely some credence to him playing a CGI character of some sort. Uh, Again, this could be inaccurate across the board, um, but just reporting on it because Weekly Planet's been right with this stuff before. But yeah, there's some lots of interesting uh, pictures floating around here. I love how Pete Davidson Pete Davidson looks. Um, if they originally
2: cast Elba to be Deadshot and they needed to switch it up last minute, Vigilante's a good go-to, yeah.
1: I think. Um, I'm ne- I can never remember how to say it. What Starfire's race? Uh, Tameranian. Tameranian. It looks like there's a Tameranian in there too. Well, the um, yeah, maybe. Again, I, I did. Is
2: Blackfire up for discussion? Maybe. Possibly. Who
1: did you say was playing Mongol? By the way. Uh, uh, Mailing I think is how you say the name. Hold on, let me double check.
2: Beyond the ball, Jared.
1: I know. I went from one link to the other. I had to hop back to it. How dare you? I'm sorry. I'm trying my. Why we need to have that on there too? I'm trying I'm my trying best. Trying my Julius, best. Julius.
2: Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. I haven't actually bought my copy of. Uh, me Far either. From home Yet. Uh, been,
1: been yeah. Wrong goal would me. be mailing ng is uh, the. Can I see the name? Yeah, so I can look up this person.
2: Mailing. Okay.
1: Yeah. Keep vamping. I'd be interesting to see – it would be interesting to see Mongol on the Suicide Squad, unless Mongol's the villain, which, again, you get kind of the – maybe a gender swap for Mongol, yeah. It, that's
2: what I'm thinking she yeah. is in those pictures.
1: Yeah. Instead of yellow, she's orange, whatever. Yeah. But the, the armor
2: fits, and um, and I was like, Mailing, that sounds like a, a female name. Yeah. Uh,
1: but yeah, like, cool. I don't know. Here, here's my thing with Mongol being a Suicide Squad character – is like I like like warrior like fighting Superman until the end of time type Mongol. Yeah, and I don't under and I don't know how you put that character on the Suicide Squad. Maybe the Poor villain, Ray. maybe the villain, and like and again, movies can change whatever they want. My preference is Mongol who can fight Superman because he's on the short list of villains that you can put on the big screen for Superman. That aren't either really weird and aren't Lex Luthor or Zod. You know? Yeah. Like, Mongol, Vandal, Savage, Brainiac. That's all you really have at this point left of, like, the main villains that people have some passing knowledge of. So, yeah. Exciting stuff. Uh, Looking forward to seeing it. I love Jai Courtney's new outfit. Yeah. He looks really good. That's That's such a fucking upgrade. Like, again... Jesus Christ! I that looks so good. I love his new boomerang outfit. Uh, Spencer, your takes.
0: Um, I don't really have much. Um, as you guys know, Suicide Squad one was not uh, my <laughs> very favorite. It wasn't and a so lot of people. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm really skeptical about the sequel, or rather the 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 take two. Um, but a soft reboot. I don't know. It's. It seems like they're trying pretty hard to get some some better names out there, like Idris Elba. They got on board, Um so it'll be it'll be worth a watch at least for that. Um But you know, I'm not super. I'm not super stoked to tell you the truth for yeah. the Suicide Squad. I'm excited. Um,
2: I'm excited on the back of James Gunn alone. Like, yeah, that's yeah, where yeah, I'm if, coming if, from. If, yeah,
0: that I will. I will agree to that. That any comic book movie that james gunn is behind is going to be at least worth the watch but you know it's definitely not in my top 10 comic book movies i'm most excited for in the next couple years
1: that's fair i understand that i also just looking at the way the costumes are right now this gives me hope for a decent fucking harley quinn costume yeah (laughs) like this gives me hope that like, and again, I understand not wanting to have her exclusively wear the the jester outfit. I get that, but like, and she hasn't been in the comics recently. Uh, exactly, right? like, but like she's expanded past that. Give me like her outfit in like Injustice Two. <laughs> like, give me like an armory corset and a leather jacket, like something. That isn't daddy's little monster in fucking booty shorts. Like, yeah, okay. you know, like it's a step up, like birds of praise it, outfits are a step up. They yeah. don't, they don't scream Harley, but I'll take them. They, they scream. All right. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> Very oh, loud wow. outfits. Uh, So we have one last story here before we get into our CW and arrow talk. What, what were we looking at? Time wise. Uh, we're not quite an hour and a half, so we're right about okay. where I thought we'd be. Cool. Like I said, there's a lot of. This is one of those weeks where there's a lot to talk. There's a lot of news, but most of the stories are very like, "This is a thing." <laughs> Next yeah. topic. Uh, this one I'm really excited to dive into. So Spencer, you're up. This from Variety:
0: uh, Zoe Kravitz to play Catwoman in the Batman. So, Big Little Lies, star Zoe Kravitz, has been tapped to play Batwoman, the anti-hero... You are drunk on power, Batwoman? Travis. Yeah. What's your point? <laughs> I'm glad that you both just missed that I said Batwoman instead uh, we of We heard it,
1: but I'm, I'm like, uh. preparing myself to... Stop! from the
0: cookie jar! <coughs> so Travis, <I> to- <laughs> you are meddling in forces you do not understand. I can't...
1: I found... <laughs>
2: you're right. I found how to, like, the button that's inside that we thought... Do you know that broken piece on the inside of his head? Yeah. Yeah. If you push that up as far as you can and let it fall, it activates the like wherever the button is in his head. So apparently yeah. that's like that hole
1: is meant to be a switch. But I can't get it up far enough with just my my fingers because they're too big. Well yeah, because we shoved it further back by accident during Steel City car when we fu- we were doing that all the Steel City. Away from the cookie jar. Yeah. So <laughs> Anyway, Catwoman.
2: Anyway, Catwoman.
1: <laughs> Travis, so, that, what's that uh, line? I'm sorry. What's that line that uh, Mordo has in Doctor Strange talking about, like, like the cost of using dark magic? Oh, fuck. I don't remember. That like, th- That's you right now. <coughs> that's you right now with Cookie Cop. <laughs> yeah. The bill comes due.
0: Yes. <laughs> always.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, Spencer, continues. So um, Zoe Kravitz right has been tapped
0: to play Catwoman, the anti-hero, and sometime love interest of Caped Crusader in Matt Reeves' upcoming The Batman. So in recent weeks, the, the role came down to Kravitz and uh, Zazie Beetz, um, of, most recently of Joker. Uh, and also Baby Drivers, Baby Drivers. Uh, what was Aza that? Gon- baby Driver? <laughs> baby, baby Driver. <laughs> um, I can't even think to uh, pronounce that right there. Um, Aza Gonzalez.
1: Oh, okay. I know you're talking A- about. From, Aza? Is that? Hmm? I know you're talking about. From, uh, I know. I, and, I can see who you're talking about from Baby Driver. Right.
0: And Oscar Award, or Oscar Award winner Alicia Vikander. Fickender, whatever. <laughs> Ultimately, Kravitz won out, despite some worrying about the scheduling issues with Fantastic Beasts. Um, Bless you. But thank you. Uh, anywho, and looks, this is uh, a, another good example of the the sto- the whole story is just that it's happening. Um, so yeah, look forward to Zoe Kravitz to play Catwoman in the Batman. Jared,
1: what do you think about this casting choice? I love it. I she was. Uh Fantastic Beast and the Crimes of Grindelwald is not a great movie, um, but she's great in it, despite Lita being written really weird. So she was a she was a bright spot in that movie. She's been a bright spot in a lot of the movies she's in. I love that. I can't say that I would I'm not I'm not necessarily saying that I would prefer Zazy Beats, but if it was my choice, I would have picked Zazy Beats. However, I, I think I think both of them will crush it. I, I think they're both going to hit it out of the park and do really well as Selena. However, I just like Zazie Beats a lot. Like, and I was disappointed that she didn't have much to do in Joker. So, like, there's a part of me that just like wants more of her. So that's, coming that's off the fair. coming off the heels of Joker, I'm definitely <laughs> yeah. biased towards Zazie Beats. Um, but I love this casting. I I love that we're getting a you know Gotham City that is actually built like an urban city like you know like in terms of like the main cast is not like a fuck ton of white people like it makes sense it's like yeah. you're in a big right. city you know same thing with like the way they cast <clears throat> the new mcu spider-man stuff where like you're in the heart of new york it makes no sense that every character is fucking white um and you know catwoman has been a person of color multiple times in different iterations what do you mean hashtag not my catwoman hashtag not my catwoman um that fucking TMZ headline was a big old yikes that you showed it was, me. It was
2: referring to, I read a little bit of it, but we were like, I was so tired and then yeah. coming off of being really drunk that it was in reference to, because I guess she, uh, Zoe Kravitz was up to play Catwoman in The Dark Knight Rises. I didn't know that. I didn't either. And apparently that was like a critique that someone had had in the casting
1: call there maybe i that's again, a yikes the, yeah. the headline from tmz read zoe kravitz for catwoman in the batman <gasps> quote still too urban question mark which yikes um yeah <laughs> it was a yikes from me dog uh, but no i think she's an excellent choice um especially when you put her next to the alleged casting going on already like i think she'll do amazing opposite pat robert battinson um, I want, I, th- th- there's just so much star power going into this and it's all people who like, <clears throat> with the exception of Robert Pattinson to a certain extent, because like, I know his face to the point where like, I'll notice him. I'm sure he'll disappear into it the same way Affleck did for me. Like, there's so many people that like, I will be able to like turn off my brain enough to like recognize the comic book character and not the actor. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm curious, like, we're we're casting all of these named character, like, very
2: important characters of, like, Riddler, Catwoman, yeah. or, uh, supposedly Riddler. Yeah. Uh, so, like, you knew we'd get Gordon. Yeah. Obviously, we need a Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Um, But casting so many of, like, the rogues so early feels weird to me, and I don't—I'm yeah. curious where
1: they're going with I it. I really think we're getting Long Halloween. I think we're getting Long like Halloween proper? the movie. Like not like how the Dark Knight is like yeah, long Halloween light. That's what I mean proper. Like yeah, because and, and I I said before uh, with Zach Palmer where I was like I want a long Halloween movie. He's like yeah, it's called the Dark Knight, and <laughs> I was like I know, but like I want the actual long Halloween, and like I think this is a story where you like that doing long Halloween as a movie is like the. <clears throat> one of few stories that makes sense to do this unless that rumored script that was floating around for years that like the movie is supposed to take place mostly inside of Arkham, which necessitates you having a everyone. shit ton of like all of Batman's villains there. But like, I don't know that I want that early in Bruce's career, you know, like, no, especially when I like, if it's going to be one of
2: those psychedelic, like trippy Batman movies, I don't – I already don't want that yeah. to be a, a first performance for Battinson. Yeah. And then if it's going to be he gets locked into Arkham Asylum with his rogues for a night, motherfucker, I can play that.
1: And it's, <laughs> and it's perfect. Like, yeah, that's, that's
2: fair. Like, I'll, I'll just go play Arkham Asylum and yeah. then Arkham City and then Arkham Knight.
1: Well, I – I'm I'm just really interested moving forward. Like Like, again – we have Riddler. We have Catwoman. Yeah. We are – again, obviously, we need Gordon and Batman. Like, that, that that's a lot so far. And especially with, like, rumors that, like, Penguin's going to be involved yeah. as well. Now, I like that they're starting with – aside from Two-Face, all of the mobsters. Like and, – and, like, and Riddler's in that weird gray area where, he, like, he's not quite a mobster. But, but like, he works with them often. He, yeah, he, yeah. He works with them often – I – I'm getting a feeling that we're going to see Harvey – like, like the move – this movie is going to have, like, not quite Two-Faced Harvey Dent, and we're going to see, like, the birth of Two-Face, but this movie will go in a different direction from The Dark Knight, where, like, he doesn't die within 20 minutes of being Two-Face. Like, I I really want to see this become Long Halloween the movie. Um. Yeah, I dig it. I I think she's going to turn in a great performance, and I'm so ready to see more castings. I want to see Alfred, um, you know, I want to see, I want to see the type of Gotham this is going to be, you know, like I want to, I I, I want to see something that is new. I want not necessarily like brand new, without it getting weird, but like something that's like a half a step less grimy than joker's gotham Mm -hmm. um but i also don't want this to like create another dark knight returns bat flag like i want to see the brutality of a new batman who is like slowly softening up and like learning that middle ground between like i'm going to beat the living piss out of you and like growing to be a more compassionate crime fighter of like I recognize the situation that has led you to this point. I'm more concerned with the superpower terrorists in the city. So, yeah, very excited for it. Uh, Spencer, you said you're excited, and I'm sure you're you – yeah, Absolutely. You said, yeah. This is cool stuff. Uh, with that, we can hop on over to our Arrowverse and CW talk. Uh, that's the same thing, and Titans talk, rather. Which one do you want and first?
0: And actually, I am now going you. to duck out. You're going okay. okay. That's fair.
1: Because uh, my roommate
0: who transferred to North Carolina um, at the end of last year, I have not seen him since the end of last school year. And he is here for the night. He's spending the night here at school. And so I'm going to sign off and spend some time with him. So uh, from me, uh, see you next week, guys. I love you, 3000. And I'll leave it to Jared and Travis to talk CW and – uh, Titans. So, thank you guys. Of course, Love you see too, you buddy. next
1: week. Can't wait. Yeah, can't wait to see you on Saturday. Yeah,
0: like literally like on a Thursday a, rather. Yeah, a day or two.
1: Yeah, we'll so. have lots of content coming for you guys. I think most of it is going to be on the Do Back discussion side of things over all the heroes. Um, we, it's still very. We might want to bank up an episode or two while we yeah see maybe it. yeah we'll yeah we'll see what happens. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, anyway, take it easy, buddy. We'll see you soon. See you guys. That was us leaving Discord. Yeah, peek behind the curtain.
2: Um, So, do you want me to talk CW first, or do you want me to talk Titans first?
1: I'll leave it up to you. Oh, man, that is such a choice. The Titans stuff ends up being funnier to hear, so I'll save that for the second one. That seems fair. I actually have a lot of good things to say about Titans this week.
2: Really? It it shocked me just as much. (laughs) Um, So... For the record, I t- tonight as of recording, like, currently Arrow or Flash is showing, and then in 15 minutes, the other one will be showing.
1: Yeah. Obviously, and I'm, I'm missing the Democratic debate. Uh, oh, there's one of those tonight, too? <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, Fernie, uh, Fernie's burst. Oh, my God. Bernie's first after his heart attack. Um, um, it'll be fun to see. Yeah. I just... Side note, and this isn't going to get too political, I don't – I cannot put into words how fucking funny the whole corn pop thing with Joe Biden is. Have you seen that, that he goes on? No, Where he, like, half shuts the fuck down mentally. Like, he's telling this story about whenever he was a lifeguard at his, like, local pool and how there was a guy in a gang that he got into a little bit of a skirmish with named Corn Pop. But, like, he just, like, kept telling the story and then that, like, Joe Biden voice is like, I said to Corn Pop, like, (laughs) talking about how, like, they were talking, like, like, Biden yelled at him while he was lifeguarding and like he and Corn Pop were going to get into a fist fight and Joe Biden was like, I'll take a bike chain and wrap it around your head. Corn pop, like <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's just like his like fucking stroke he had during the second debate. It was like, go to Joe three oh three three oh. Like, oh my God, he's so fun to watch. Anyway, I'm sorry, um, but yeah. I, so I can
2: only cover right now two episodes of Batwoman, two episodes of Supergirl, and one episode of Flash. Uh, I haven't kept up with Black Lightning because I'm not caught up with Black Lightning, and Legends doesn't start till like I said earlier, yeah. crossover.
1: So, I'm looking forward to you covering Legends so you can tell me what my boy's up to.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, I Also, I'm not caught up with Legends, but I'll probably watch it. It's, it's one of the shows I didn't watch. When, when they started it, I watched an episode or two and I was like, I, I can't get jiggy with this. Like, I think it was one of those... <laughs> It's so
1: weird hearing somebody else use that phrase other than me. Yeah,
2: I I was just <laughs> mad that they wrote Captain Cold off of Flash mm-hmm. for that, and like they they had so many missed opportunities with that relationship. Is Cold even on Legends still? No, he died. Oh shit, uh, he died at the end of season one. He, he's I remember that now. You're right. Yeah, he's shown up like he showed up in the Earth X crossover, Citizen Cold, which is cool. Oh play. yeah, I remember him that. About actually, that too. Like he's such a good actor that any way I can get him is. And they've done some time travel stuff where like they'll be in a different timeline and he'll show up. Yeah. Things like that. Um, so <clears throat> I'll keep Supergirl brief. I love it. Like, on I- like I love Superman. I love Supergirl. I love seeing those characters work um together. The Lena watching Lena Luther, who is one of my favorite characters in the CW verse kind of go through her arc she's going through currently is a lot of fun and very interesting for me and it is it has its overt political messages that I'm all about I hate when you make those eyes when I'm
1: talking meme myself sorry um but yeah oh, god <laughs> <laughs> the caption on this is one simple trick to make airsoft cheaters call their hits and it's somebody uh, loading a clip of actual bullets into an assault rifle, um, as you were, sir. As you do. <laughs> I when mean, we've, we've all done it. We've all done it at some yeah. point. and sometimes when you go to the movies, you know. Yeah. You had to wear
2: a trench coat, bring your buddy. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm loving Gamers, it. Gamers, rise
1: up! Okay, I'm sorry. I'm done. Uh um that'll be the one that gets us canceled Yep. after every every other stupid fucking thing you people have said that's the one that gets us canceled
2: yep it's your fault my fault um i'm loving supergirl right now if you don't like like the opening line of episode one is man people really need to register to vote so something like that like i love it um flash episode one was a little it was dull but not bad okay they're, they're gonna play around a lot more than i thought they would with uh iris and barry being upset that nora's gone um i'm very confused on the like she disappeared presumably that she was written out of the timeline but then they there's sit- like yeah we know that we're gonna have another nora like we met a doll but we're gonna have baby nora and i'm like that's kind of odd yeah, but like watching them grieve makes sense. I was worried that we were going to kick off and they were like, "Yeah, we're good," and then actually be good. And they do that. Like they kick off and they're like, "Yeah, we're like we know we're going to see her again, so we're not like we're trying to hold it together." But like the whole episode is about the two of them not grieving well.
1: They they did something really interesting with that on the TV show Charmed. Okay. It was an older show, like, that, like I wa- I very remember. sword and sorcery. I remember watching it. They had a time travel element to it in some of, like, the mid-seasons, uh, where, like, the main character, um, Piper, and her husband, who was essentially an angel, they had a kid. Well, they had two kids, and, like, at the time that uh, they had a kid with one on the way, and then that kid kind of trunk-style came back to the past because he was like, oh, my older brother is like turned to the dark side basically at some point. And it happened when he was a kid. Like the corruption began early and we need to figure out what the fuck happened early. But like Chris is his name. Wyatt's the younger brother who's still a kid and Chris hasn't been born yet. But future Chris gets killed protecting baby Wyatt the day that actual Chris is born. And like, there's this like really heartbreaking moment of them like trying to square, yeah, like watching him di- like this version of him die here. Yeah, it's but like, like they but they've prevented the thing that will turn Wyatt evil, which means like Chris no longer dies in their timeline. It's so weird and yeah. confusing, I, and like it's, it's such a horrible thing to like put fictional parents through. Yeah, that like you have to watch your kid die to then give birth to them later <laughs> and like pray that you fix the timeline so that yeah, doesn't yeah. happen. So pardon me,
2: like I said, wasn't super fantastic, but it was like, it, it was a little dull. Uh, I'm excited for episode two. that comes out now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm really stoked for Arrow. This, this final Arrow season. I'm like, I, I love early Arrow and these first episodes are meant to pay homage to that. So here's hoping, Batwoman. uh this is the big one okay because it's the it's the new kid in town uh it's the first cw show starring an openly gay character
1: yeah um there's a lot going on there yeah Uh,
2: and they so far have handled it very well the first episode i think i mentioned it on the show um the first episode had a lot of editing issues yeah you said like it was real bad adr real bad cuts between takes Um, that did not seem the case in episode two. Okay. That's good. It, it was a lot better editing
1: wise. I think maybe they like, yeah, kind of like chopped together episode one. They were like, we just need to get this out and have it ready. And then we'll clean all this up for episode two. Yeah.
2: That's, and also like trying to figure out a tone and. Oh, yeah. Right.
1: It's, with all the work that that studio is doing right now, I can't imagine, right? Oh, I'm sure. I mean, you know, yeah, there are very few shows that have, like, when you go back and really watch it, that have, like, a really good pilot. Yeah. Like I, I know Game of Thrones has a really good one, but that's, like, it's slow as shit. But, like, it sets the tone for most of the show. Um One of my favorite TV shows of all time has a really decent pilot, Angel. But, like... That's a spinoff from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, so like, yeah. it kind of has the liberty to just kind of hit the ground running. Right. Uh, because like if you're watching Andrew, you're probably also watching Buffy.
2: Well, and so. that's kind of what I was curious about because this is spinning off of the other Arrowverse shows. Like, are they just going to hit the ground running? Uh, interestingly, this is also before last year's crossover because she doesn't have the wig yet, right? She doesn't yeah, have the she wig has like or, a
1: whole-headed cowl, right? It's
2: so she finds the bat cave which is under Wayne Enterprises unless it's like one cave
1: that unless he can it's get one to. of those situations where like there's basically a huge cave system all over there's Gotham, Gotham. Which, which I also like that version yeah, it's but. usually the case in some capacity like yeah. he
2: either has multiple caves
1: or he has a bunch of entrances into the bat cave which which makes sense because like this is again operating under the the idea that bruce has been active for a while yeah same thing with titans where it's like he's been going for you get for. a lot of like when you do that version of batman you get a lot of because batman Man. tokens yeah exactly to be like okay there's just a shit like, ton of bat caves because he's like, batman and it's been a few years
2: like in arkham asylum when you need to gear up and oh yeah i had a bat cave installed under arkham asylum for cases like this it's yeah. like okay bud like you've been sure. doing this long enough that i'll pretend that this isn't fucking absurd um But so that's that's why her suit looks so weird is like it is clearly meant to have the wig in it. That's what makes it so funny and why it doesn't look good now is like it's literally Bruce's suit tailored to Ruby Rose's body. Uh And you can tell like this is the suit they designed to have the wig and the red crest on the front because the crest isn't colored in any way the way it's supposed to be. And like it it doesn't look great. But she looks great in the full getup that she's going to get later. Yeah. So I'm willing to forgive it. Um. The story is whatever. Kate Kane has never been a character I'm really enthralled with. Yeah. And not like her story has always been kind of whatever to me. But the, the interesting points for me here. A.R. Ruby Rose's performance, which for the most part is stellar. Like. She's absolutely fucking killing it.
1: So, like, I got to throw myself under the bus here and just say this off the top. Yeah. Moving forward, I'm really bad at keeping Kate Kane and Cassandra Kane straight. Yeah. Oh. So, everybody who listens to this show, please be patient with me. Unfortunately, I I am the same. (laughs) I i am on record after listening back to a couple episodes of calling – like, talking about, oh, yeah, Batwoman with Cassandra Kane. Um. I'm really bad about using their names for the right one. I don't know why. I don't know why I have that issue. I just I I think I like the sound of Cassandra Kane so much more that I want both of them to have that name because when you see them <laughs> usually it's like Caitlyn. Yeah. But and that's how I
2: uh, cuz like Cass Kane. Yeah. Like she'll get Cassie. Yeah. But uh Kate Kane just is a good way to remember it for me. Yeah. Uh her dynamic with her dad there are lines that she's giving that feel a little forced. Um, to push. That's also like, is that any any CW actor though? Like that's and, such and it's such an issue a, with that. Yeah, yeah, it's not a knock on her performance. This this feels like the forced lines from Arrow episodes one and two, right? Yeah. Like, we gotta push some narratives here. We have to establish some things, and like we can't think of a good way to do this. So she's like, we're just gonna have this blank. She's state. just
1: gonna say the words.
2: Yeah. Um. The everyone was really worried about this having like the super pro feminist agenda, which like I wouldn't have given a shit if it did. Um, The only like the only line even close to that is the suit is little literal perfection. It will be when it fits a woman, which like, yeah, bitch, that's badass. Come yeah. on. Like she she's owning every scene she's in when she can. And like, it's fantastic. Um, Luke, Luke Fox is probably going to end up being my favorite character on the show besides Kate. Uh,
1: so they're doing Luke. Yes. Do you think they do Batwing? Definitely not this season. Like 100%. Point, yeah, not this season. Um.
2: But he's meant to be the guy in the chair, you know. Yeah. Her Alfred, her Overwatch, her whatever. Which means eventually they either have to give him something to do outside of the chair because they can't keep anyone in the chair without ruining them, apparently. Or. <laughs> they're going to ruin him by keeping him in the chair. So. Um. I want to point out, uh, I forget her exact name. I know her initials. The woman who plays Felicity. Oh, fuck. Emily Beckett something. I can't remember it either. Shit. I'm looking it up right now. Like It's going to bother me if I don't get her name right. Uh, Emily Beckett Rickards. Um, I knew it was EBR. <laughs> I, anytime I take a crack at Felicity, I'm not taking a crack at her. She's phenomenal at what she does and what she has to work with. Um, personally, for me, I don't like where her character went in Arrow. Yeah, but like, I never, well, I, 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 I never takes a lot of
1: people who appreciate you making that distinction because, yeah, like, because like in the nerd sphere, it the the ladies get a lot of undeserved hate for no fucking reason. Exactly. Like, I think a lot of people like, like we had the conversation on Do both on the show proper and recording the Attack of the Clones commentary of, like, I feel bad attacking Hayden Christensen or Jake Lloyd. Yeah. Like, I don't... Because, like, very rarely do you... Where is it a situation where it's the actor's sole fault that something bad about the performance happened? And I love that, for the most part, when I say I don't like Felicity
2: smoke, people assume I mean the character and not the actress. Yeah. But I, I really do feel the need to make that distinction, that, yeah. like, she's doing her best. Um, <laughs> In the same way that, like maybe if something goes wrong with luke fox i'm going to say the same thing he's trying his best um overall i think if you're interested in the character it's worth the watch i think it's a good stepping stone into a bat show that isn't about batman um the gotham that they build feels fine okay it it feels very dark knight gotham
1: not my favorite
2: and that's fair um it's,
1: that, and it's a little more that run- Gotham's just like <clears throat> Detroit or New York. Yeah. And it's a Keep little talking. I'm standing up for a second. You're fine. It's a little more run down.
2: Um okay. because Batman's been gone for three years at the pickup of the show. Sounds
1: a little Batman Beginsy.
2: Yeah, yeah, actually a little bit. Weird. Um They are doing some I was never really involved with the character Alice, who right now is like set up to be the main baddie. Okay, um, and that actress is fucking killing it too. the Oopsie. they refer to them as the Alice in Wonderland gang, which makes me wonder if there's any history with the Mad Hatter yet in Gotham, right yeah, if that's she's a an good offshoot, question. if they're related at all,
1: not literally because that's a plot point, but um, I was gonna say I really hope they're not doing the thing that Gotham did' where like, and I know I've made fun of it before on here, but just the whole every villain on Gotham. Isn't is like yeah. Is ju- hey, it's Scarecrow's dad doing the Scarecrow thing before Jonathan did. No, well, shit like that. I guess it's not really.
2: If you haven't watched the pilot yet, watch the pilot and then come back. Um, Alice is the. It's in the usual Batwoman lore that uh, Kate Kane loses her sister and her mother early on in her life because her like and her and her dad grieving with that causes tension between them. Yeah. That gets resolved later on, right? Like, depending on which version you read. Yeah. Um, In this version, her sister survives and
1: becomes Alice, which is, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. interesting. Is okay. it so, Cassie or, like, her other? No. How is um, she related to Cassie? I'm. So, that's, like, one part of the Bat family that I'm not super well-versed with. Like, I know my Robins. I know my Batgirls. You know, I, I know. Uh, it, I, it is not Cassie. I forget her sister's okay. name. Okay. I didn't it, realize Cassie was in Birds of Prey until that that trailer right. came out and I actually yeah. I'm like, Oh fuck, okay. Yeah. I don't think this
2: is research I will do on my own way. Yeah, we like, need yeah, this yeah. is like um, this is
1: this is a little bit deeper than we're used to. But yeah, if you if you're interested in Batwoman, it's definitely worth a
2: watch. If you aren't you don't yeah. have to, right? I'm interested to see if we get any kind of, like, time-skippy nonsense. Yeah. Like, just to ease, like, quickly get us along to the point where now the timeline's caught up to, um, all the other shows, so that in the crossover, she's wearing the wig with the red. Yeah. Um, because at some point, they have to make, like, and here's where Elseworlds happened. Moving on. Yeah. You know. So, yeah. That is our CW recap. We have two weeks of Titans to talk about. We have about two now. weeks worth of Titans to talk about. Um, so this is episodes five and six or four and five. Let me double check.
1: Fill in time. Fill in time. Fill in time. Also, my post with like that screenshot of Mike Kalinowski. Yeah. In the Facebook group, did you see that the one guy like? clipped just like a really close-up picture of mike's face oh i love it i'm so excited for this saturday i am so ready for this fucking live match yeah it's gonna be great i'm gonna be a couple like reds wicked tall boys in for the revenge of the sith commentary hold on i just need to point out that episode so it's episodes five and six were the ones i'm gonna
2: talk about right now yeah episode seven is titled bruce wayne I'm not excited.
1: Oh, oh! I forgot to include it in the story, but we can talk in the Titans talk about the whole Jason Todd lives or dies poll. Yeah. uh, So, what's going on with that? Nothing. (laughs) So, (laughs) like I put
2: put this on Twitter, like they are not going to work this into the story at all. They have no room to properly do- Unless it's for next season. They have no room to do like the proper Death in the Family story unless they want to sub- We've talked about this. If they want to sub in Dick for Bruce, they could- but they also have to establish a joker i don't i don't like any of it i don't like that idea um the reason i think they did that was because at the end of episode four it ends with um or no five the one the first one from two weeks ago it ends with deathstroke
1: dropping jason out a
2: window and then it we don't know what's going to happen.
1: I was wrong about my prediction, by the way. So you you thought Corey was going to like... I
2: thought they were going to
1: like... I can fly. Yeah.
2: Starfire in the heat of the moment was going to realize she could fly in like very
1: Starfire-esque,
2: realizing her powers through emotion. Yeah. Um, Realizing she can fly and grabbing Jason. That wasn't what happened. I'll get to that later. Okay. Um. So the episode is just basically... Deathstroke's torturing Jason. He wants to draw out the Titans to trade Rose, his daughter, for Jason. Oh, uh, okay. That's the whole bit. And they they have the we don't trade lives argument. You know, and yeah,
1: very Infinity War. The
2: the end result just reminds me that like they don't know what to do with Beast Boy and, and Raven like at all <laughs> because they don't want to they don't want to animate their powers.
1: But they want to keep them in the show. I also think that like the league that they're – like the weight that the team as a whole is punching at, I think – Is way above them? I think if you introduce Raven and Beast Boy's like full potential and like actual power set as it – as writ in the comics, like Beast Boy and Raven, like – it's like that joke with the Justice League where like – it's The Justice League is Superman and his friends flicking the other person. Where, like, if you introduce, like, Raven's full capacity and Beast Boy's full capacity,
2: that, like... I guess in this case, because Deathstroke hasn't had time to study them, i yeah, give you that.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is like, it's, like, if it's... But, real, like, right they now, haven't yeah. even...
2: They wouldn't have time in general to have learned it by now. On top of the fact that they just won't touch her powers at all. um, They do a little bit, like, she something happens and she throws rose by accident and like kills her but then she doesn't die and like does that weird bones re-snap back in the place thing Ugh. um
1: fucking lethal weapon style <laughs> yeah so
2: rose apparently has the like can't die syndrome that deathstroke also has um but like they just aren't and again like not to hate, and i they're trying their best, but they just don't have anything to do because this story revolves around the old Titans, and I wish they would have just not included these characters and had this story be about this other group that, I'm, that I've now come to know as the Titans in this show. Yeah. It would just work much better. You could even include Jason as a new recruit because uh-huh. he needs to, like, in the same way in the animated movies that they've been doing, how he sends... Uh, damien off to be with the titans to learn teamwork yeah same exact thing like send jason be like hey you need to learn how to cool your like cool your jets and this yeah. team can help you knock the fuck
1: can. off you're gonna whip you in the shape now
2: yeah um so dick and Corey go after deathstroke dick offers the trade well dick goes after him offers the trade to take me instead you want me because of what i did um now,
1: do we know what he did, or is that like we still all we know CW is CW vague dialogue? All we shit? know
2: is they kidnapped Jericho, and now he is dead. That's what I got for
1: you. Okay.
2: Um, they fight. Don't get to the, the detonator in time. Jason falls, and we end with again. Like I said, you know, it's cut to Dick to Jason to Corey to Dick to Corey to Jason, like the back and forth, um, and we're left wondering how Jason's going to survive. Episode six. Conrad Kent. It was Superboy that got him. So, we we pick up at the end of the end credits bit of the end of season one, where we see him breaking out of his pod and breaking crypto out. Um, We get the... I want to... Like, the episode's fine. The actor's doing this very, like... He's very immature, because he's only, like, two years old, realistically. Um... We have this funny bit where he's like wearing the security uniform he stole from one of the dead guards. Yeah, um, and that's where he gets the name Connor, right? He hasn't he hasn't gotten the name Kent yet, um, and I think that's going to be something about him, his character. So like, which
1: version of Superboy are we actually working with here? Then do we know yet? Like, are are we doing like? I'm assuming that he doesn't have a name. That that means like we're doing like the legit like Lex Luthor Superman hybrid. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And they they they. Don't... That's what I figured. since it's not John, it's yeah. They they do this weird
2: thing where they like don't refer to Lex Luthor right away, and then later on they're just like, oh yeah yeah, Lex Luthor and Superman made you together. Not like as a joint effort, but you are yeah. their
1: combination. Um, he has this really. I remember trying to explain that to somebody recently. Someone was like, yeah, Superboy, Superman's kid, right? I'm like, one of them is. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, there's two. I'm like, what do you mean there's two? I'm like, you know how there's multiple Robins? Yeah, well, there's two Superboys. And it's like, well, aren't they just both his kid? I'm like, well, it's kind of. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, well, it's like, well, it's Lois and Clark's kid. I'm like, the one is. Well, who's the other? I'm like, Luth- uh, Lex Luthor and Superman. Uh, Lex Luthor and Superman had a baby? Pretty much. Basically. <laughs> essentially that's what happened um
2: he goes he he sees a black t-shirt with the superman logo and it's ingrained in him that he i'll get to that in a second uh mm. he wants the shirt and he doesn't understand you know paying for things so he takes the shirt and the shop keeps like you need to pay money for that and he's like oh I'm i'm sorry i don't have any money later on he's walking down a street and this woman's getting mugged and he's like, stop what you're doing. And he, he saves her out of instinct. Yeah. And she's like, oh, thank you. He was trying to steal my money after watching him do this insane feat of strength. And he goes, you have money? Can I have your money? <laughs> and of course, she's fucking terrified. <laughs> I, I don't mean to make fun. Like, it was genuinely a funny scene. I laughed my ass off. Um, I love that pacing. You have money. the money. Can I have money? Can I have your money? Um, and we find out that he has very Assassin's Creed style DNA and laced memories. Okay,
1: is <laughs> so, the weirdest part of the Assassin's Creed yeah. franchise. <laughs> so, like,
2: he's remembering good memories of Kent Farm, but also the abuse that Lex took as a kid from his father. Oh shit! Okay. Um. And it, like he's like, I need we need to go home to crypto because he's got crypto. Fuck yeah. Um, and they end up going to what they think is Kent. Like he, they go to Old Man Luther's house and visit him. He and he doesn't obviously know who he is, and he's blind, so we can't see him.
1: So Lex Luthor is in the show. No, this is Papa Luther. Oh, oh, you said okay. I thought yeah. when you said old man Luthor, I thought like No no, not like Lex old man Lex Luthor. I mean oh, okay. old man okay.
2: Papa Luthor. Okay,
1: I am thinking we're talking um, like the same way Batman is fucking yeah, George they, Mormont. They live like four houses away from each other, the Kents and the Luthers. <laughs> fucking hell. Okay. We do
2: see a child Lex Luthor and he's bald in those pictures. It's very
1: funny. Um <laughs> Has um, he stolen forty cakes yet? Probably. Are you familiar with this joke? No. And like an old kid's book. Oh wait, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the, how that's canon, that like Lex Luthor at one point just stole forty cakes. Yeah. I fucking love that so much. That is my favorite Lex Luthor fact. Continue, I'm sorry. No, it's fine. <laughs> um so the greatest like, atrocity Luthor ever cre- ever committed. He, oh yeah.
2: He walks into the Luthor house and he thinks he's walking into the Kent House, like he he's like I there used to be, there should be a staircase over there and this is in the wrong place and he goes oh you're thinking of the Kent house that's there a couple of places down um and they have a really nice conversation piece and then Cadmus shows up to take him back and he fights off Cadmus people and such and such such and such he ends up back at Cadmus with the the woman like the one good person on the project that didn't want him to be a monster yeah um but then she like. Is drinking a bunch and really upset that she did what she did what she did uh turns herself in to let him escape and he's walking now we know it was through san francisco and he looks up and sees jason falling and leaps up and catches him to solid yeah okay so falls and then he gets shot by uh mercy graves with a kryptonite bullet Oh, shit. So that's where we kind of leave things off, is that the Titans are going to nurse him back to health, probably, and he's going to join the team. Good stuff. Uh, I really, really enjoyed the Superboy episode. Not just because... I'm it a sounds huge, like a good episode. Not just because I'm a huge super family freak, but, like, DC has this thing where it's, like, headliners. Like, we talked about this in the Joker review, that Batman is is this force for good inherently, yeah. Superman is this force for good inherently. Like they are forces of nature as opposed to almost as opposed to real people. Yeah, if that makes sense. Like they have this driving force that will never go away and it's always been part of them. Yes. So when you take that idea and apply it to Superman and Lex Luthor and then you smack them into one person and and he hasn't he's an adult without having had the time to figure out what he wants to do it's like he that's where his rage comes from luther but his want to help people comes from clark there's this really good scene of them driving where like they find out he has knowledge just stored up because of lex yeah because of his lex luther dna and his recollection thing that he can do he he has a lot of knowledge just pent up in in his head and she's she her the woman that's driving around is mentions nuclear fission or fusion whichever and he, like, perfectly <laughs> recollects what that is.
1: Uh, okay, right? okay. Which, of
2: course, this is the process that you use to make an atomic bomb. Yeah. So, she's like, okay, is, it, is that a good thing? Right? Like, trying to gauge where he is. Yeah. And he pauses and he thinks, I don't know. Like, he's... Because that's battling in him. Like, the, yeah. the
1: Luther... It's like, yes, we want a nuke.
2: Yeah, like, we, we want this power, and the, the Superman in him is like, no, this is bad. This could hurt so many people. And watching that play out in this, like, very innocent person's mind is so interesting. Like, they, they did a really good job with this. I really like the actor. Uh, Crypto's adorable. <laughs> really help, helps out in the fight scenes. Oh my God, I forgot the best part of the episode is someone fires an RPG into the Luther house. To take it down. And you get this fucking slow-mo shot. You know where this is going. Oh my god, please tell me. Crypto, please tell me Crypto fetches the rocket. He j- mid-air grabs the rocket, spins himself, and then the rocket flies back at the person who shot it.
1: Crypto <laughs> is the goodest boy. Oh yeah. Crypto oh, is the yeah. goodest boy. I know I made fun of him in my
2: like, season one review, but man, I he's going to be my favorite part of this show now. <laughs> I love that so much. That is lovely, but now that I know we're getting a, a
1: Batman, a Bruce Wayne episode this week, I'm I'm very worried. <laughs> well, I look forward to hearing about it since that's my boy. Um, you talking about Batwoman showed me how much I need to brush up on my extended Bat family. Yeah, you do. I do. As I'm like, oh yeah, Cassie, Kate, they're the same person.
2: <laughs> You've been had.
1: I've been had. No, it sounds like it was it was a good couple weeks for you. You didn't have to, like, watch too much hot garbage.
2: Yeah, I've, I've been enjoying it for the most... Uh,
1: you know what is hot garbage? Zap. Fuck them. I saw you complaining about
2: that. Dude, yeah. like, between... So, when I'm watching it on my phone, it'll just randomly crash a bunch, which yeah. sucks dick.
1: Yeah, um, I, I've been having that same issue with
2: Spotify lately. And then when I, like, I was casting it to my TV... And the the ads, the ad audio kept skipping so that the actual episode audio would start over the ad. So I'd have to uncast and recast. It was a mess. It was a hot Sounds mess. like
1: it. Yeah. Sounds like it. Um, I think that's all the news we have for this week. Yeah. So, uh, Travis, where can the lovely people find you? They can find me on
2: Twitter and on Instagram at TravisPolitical.
1: Uh, while I do all the vamping, are you going to get the song ready?
2: Oh, right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We have a promise to keep Dispenser, even though he's not here. Um, and you'll have to mute me so that I don't sing along and I'll do all the other intro or outro shit while you pull that up. What's the name of the song again? Party Man by Prince. It's on the Batman 89 soundtrack. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at darkjedi twenty five fifty two. Uh you were definitely gonna want to find the uh album version because the music video is super fucking weird and has like way extra audio. This is the family who wanted to connect. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Um You won't let me say the other word. No I won't. You might want to pull it up on Spotify while I vamp. Hold on. This
2: is a like gentleman! Let's broaden our minds.
1: Lawrence? Not with discount, Jack Nicholson. I've never... Okay, so like, fun fact, Prince was like super weird about the distribution of his catalog. So like when you try to find most Prince songs on like YouTube and shit, it's weird covers like that. All right. And like, you you can't disrespect Prince like that, you know what I mean? Yeah, I totally thought you exited out of it and didn't actually minimize it too for a second. I got scared. Uh but anyway, you guys can find me at Twitter and Instagram at Dark Jedi twenty five fifty-two. Be sure to like and follow Do Back Discussion on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and check out all of the other shows in the network. Do Back Discussion is currently working on our series of Star Wars audio commentaries leading up to the rise of Skywalker. Those will be going our first one actually will be going up next Sunday or this not this Sunday of the Friday you're listening to this, but the week after that. Um our episode of The Phantom Menace uh, while sipping on our Qui-Gon gins will be going up. Uh, so lots of fun stuff to look forward to on do Discussion. Uh, also, more content with Spencer actually in the room because we missed the laddie. Uh, you guys can listen to Gorn more if you want, but do check out all of the Heart of Darkness stuff coming out here soon. Uh, really cool documentaries about the making of the Friday the 13th movies cool stuff all around check out jerk the curtain which i will be making an appearance on very soon since i'm going to an aew wrestling event with tj uh which is going to be lots of fun <laughs> check out wicked wednesday check out down the rabbit hole check out do back sports to keep up with all of your sports ball needs uh it's not on spotify it's not seriously not anymore it used to be see if huh that's crazy uh, try typing in like Batman and see if like the Batman soundtrack pops up oh, okay
2: yeah okay that's
1: yeah okay as I know I have it in my playlist gentlemen um, There, there is Jack there he is the way God intended it Uh, with that I think that's all we have for you guys so be sure to tune in at the same bat time to the same bat channel We love you guys 3000. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. Easily one of my favorite movie songs of all time. So, like, I
2: I really – I don't – part of me doesn't – because, like, it's not my property. But, like, I want to dig into this thing, like, real bad. Cookie cop. Yeah. Because, like, he has – there's the here's the battery casing, but then here's the screws for his fucking head. I want to dig in there because, like,
1: now that I know – Move away from the cookie jar. Okay, for those of you at home, Travis just held up Cookie Cop's mouth to the microphone and not the speaker on his hat. <laughs> well, that's... <laughs> he talks from his mouth. He talks from his mouth, obviously, yeah.
2: go no, away <laughs> Stop.
1: Move away from the cookie jar. Yeah, okay, he got way louder. Yeah. That was so fun. I just, I love that, like, this all started with Joel. You're like, I, I can control Cookie Cop now. And like now you're officially just like I can actually you actually have like you've learned to control this monster. I'm so happy for you. Oh, I'm happy for me. It's only a matter of time until he gets the infinity cookies.